Hi. The Common Man and T-Bone podcast is brought to you by Care Heating and Cooling. Cold or sweaty is no way to go through life. Call my guys at Care Heating and Cooling for all your heating and cooling needs. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. And stay tuned after the podcast for special bonus content from past shows. You got them all hot! Bye. Welcome to the dumbest part of your day. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Do they still wear the powdered wigs in their high courts over there? Yeah. So if you want to tune into like all that absurdity and then the person presiding over it is like, I don't know, Judge Whipplebottom or whatever, who's sitting up like, oh, yeah, hey, I did, hey, Lord Pickles is here. <laughs> Hello, Lord Pickles. Why is everything over there named that way? It's like, what street do I need to go down? And they're like, oh, you'll be going down old Kumquat Lane, sir. It's just like, what? You named a street Kumquat? Take a left on Dingleberry Avenue. Featuring Panama Ted. Shut up, Ted! Five Minute Delays with Leanna Ray. You guys like Bjork? And random sounds from the internet. Yes, sir! Shavaka do! You wanna sack? The guy is drunk! Watch your profanity. Would you not eat my pants? Ah! This is Man and Bone. <laughs> Happy Thursday! Welcome in. Hello, Bone. Hello, man. We have a big program today. Oh, huge We've program. Got college coaches fighting each other. We have Bone of Education, top of the four o'clock hour. What are we learning about today, Boner? Today we're going to learn about a thing that happened this week that hadn't happened for 50 years in the U.S. government. We had UFO hearings. Oh. Like okay. they, they brought real people from the Pentagon and real sitting Congress people. Got in a room and said, what's up with all these UFOs? I'll tell you, man, I'm glad we're taking care of things. We've got daylight <laughs> savings time. we got UFOs. Can't get baby formula on the shelves, but we got UFOs. No, can't got get it. the baby formula. Don't have, we, that's not fixed yet. But I didn't know this. We actually had UFO hearings before. This is not the first time the U.S. has done this. So we will learn about those. We will learn about what happened this week, and we will learn about just a little bit about what the government says UFOs are. I'm excited. Would You Rather is coming up at 534. Sending your Would You Rather tweets right now at Man and Bone 971 Your chance to win fabulous prizes. We got the golf starting up today. We'll talk about that. Uh, Nick Saban. Nick Saban decided to start a fight. Boy, and did I got to tell you, I get a kick out of it when the hillbillies start fighting each other. I know that Nick Saban's not technically a hillbilly, but he's been down there so long he's an honorary hillbilly. Hmm. Uh, well, he's West Virginia, right? I mean, I guess he's a hillbilly. No, he's he's full on hillbilly to me. Cause yeah. I'm listen. I'm not disparaging West Virginia. I am. If you're from West Virginia, you are either a redneck or a hillbilly. Now, maybe we'll give him credit for redneck, but there's no way. No, Nick Saban, the way that he's got his whole ass showing right now, <laughs> he's acting like a hillbilly. <laughs> like he is the way he's just out there. Like, hey man, we do it the right way down in Tuscaloosa. Oh, okay, let's get into it then. Uh, well, he was talking to a, uh, what is this, a booster collective? I don't know what he was, I don't think it was a booster collective. There was some kind of kickoff for like some event in Birmingham. All right, well, can I tell you something? A dignitary. Yeah, it's, it's all a, the rich it's guys. It's a booster collective. Yeah, all the people going to that event in Birmingham are guys who probably, at some of them, have helped out with the program. See, sure. See, back in the day, coaches could go to these little private events during the off season and say outlandish crap and nobody heard about it. Mm -hmm. This always happened because you're trying to fire up the people that are, you know, contributing to the program and, 
you know, you really want to show how passionate you are, and you knew that the media wasn't there, so it couldn't be transcribed for the press. Now, forget about it. And if Nick Saban really thought that he could say this stuff and not get called out for it, then he's a bigger idiot than I thought he was. Here's what he had to say. We were second in recruiting last year. A&M was first. A&M bought every player on their team, made a deal for name, image, and likeness. We didn't buy one player. But I don't know if we're going to be able to sustain that in the future because more and more people are doing it. Uh, First of all, there, there's a lot of problems with everything we're talking about when we're getting into the language of buying players. But putting that aside, I, I don't know where Nick Saban has suddenly jumped into this with the idea that he somehow at Alabama has just whispered the right nothings into the right recruits' ears for the last 15 years or whatever it's been, and at LSU before that, and at Michigan State before that, and that that's the only reason these guys come to play for him is because he's just so good at motivating and getting players to join him. Perhaps that's the case, but he's been the most successful college football coach in an era where we believe it may have been the most corrupt of all time. And we're supposed to believe that the most successful guy in that era has completely clean hands? I find that to be laughable. Saban also said Alabama had 25 players collect around $3 million in NIL money, but they did it the right way. Right way. He kept talking about the right way. Um, and then, of course, Jimbo Fisher responded to this. We have the audio from Jimbo. couple thoughts before we play the audio from the even bigger hillbilly than Nick Saban. <laughs> um, look, I understand why Lane Kiffin does stuff like this, because that's what Lane Kiffin needs to do to stay relevant. Lane yeah, Kiffin does not get have, your name out right, there. He doesn't have the same clout when he walks in the door as Nick Saban or even a Jimbo Fisher. So if Nick, if uh, Lane Kiffin's going to make waves, that's how he has to do it. At this point, though, Nick Saban, I mean, maybe he he wasn't thinking about any of the consequences. He thought he's God. He can say whatever he needs to say because he's the greatest of all time, and no one would dare question it. But you have to be a fool if you believe that to be the case. If Nick Saban said those words last night and thought that Jimbo Fisher was just going to sit there and shut up or that other coaches are going to sit there and mm-hmm. shut up, that too. Mm-hmm. You know yeah, what I meant. I know what you meant. He also called out uh, Deion Sanders yeah, and I his have, program. I have that quote. He Go said, uh, Jackson State paid a guy a million dollars last year that was a really good Division One player to come to school. It was in the paper. They bragged about it. Nobody did anything about it. Curious choice by Nick Saban to go after a historically black college and university, HBCU, you know, like Jackson State is, and say, yeah, the only reason that that player chose to go there was be- clearly because of money. Now, maybe it was, right? Well, but I'm, I'm quite sure that it was. But Well, but the statement that guy put out, uh, and I'm forgetting the recruit's name who did that, he also pointed out that it did mean a lot to him to go to that college for historical reasons and for many other okay. things there, too. I'm, I'm sure it had something to do, mostly to do, with the $1 million check he got from Barstool. I, yeah, I'm All sure right? that didn't However, hurt, right? I, but, but, but the point is... It's, it doesn't matter, because Nick Saban hates yeah. hot take guy. All right? Oh, right? Nick Saban will scream at you if you don't have 100% of your facts right when it comes to his program. But he's got no problem sitting in front of boosters talking about other people's programs. Don't worry about them, Nick. You do you. I, that's, You're still winning games, aren't you, buddy? That's what I'm saying. Like Him going after Jimbo Fisher, as odd as that is, perhaps it's because there's a little bit, a little bit of him feeling 
and I can't, I mean, this does, this sounds absurd to say, right? A little bit of him feeling threatened. Nothing should threaten okay. Nick okay. Saban at this point. Then he's an right. insecure man. Well, that also could be What's the, the case. What's the matter with you, Nick? You're the greatest of all time, buddy. But my point is Texas A&M did get the number one class. They have they have tried to build that program to be a little bit stronger than it perennially has been, you know, in the last 20, 30 years. Maybe Nick Saban's feeling the heat a little bit and feels like, man, I know those guys didn't, you know, they, they did something to get to that level. And he's mad about it because they might be nipping at his heels just what a bit. Heat? What heat? No, I'm saying retire. He, no, he's feeling heat from him, from his own pressure that he puts on himself to be the best at everything well, ever, I mean, right? He needs to go to therapy. Well, no kidding. He needs to go sit down and you talk to what? somebody. You probably sign up like 40 of the top 50 college football coaches for that if we're going to get into that. But what I'm saying is about the Jackson State stuff, just for how weird that is. What threat does Jackson State pose to you? If, if, if Texas A&M is barely a blip, blip. on the, on the <laughs> Alabama radar, blip, like, what in the world are we talking about you going after Jackson State for? What is the benefit there? No, you know he's probably I mean? butthurt because he didn't get the kid because well, but then, wasn't okay. it between him and Jackson State? Yeah, but that's also, I'm sure there's four or five Texas A&M guys who it was between them and Alabama and they picked Texas A&M. So I'm saying like, he's so insecure about this stuff. He's going after a school in Jackson State that's never going to, it's not going to compete on that level. He's, you know, bringing up like, Throwing them under the bus for some reason. Now, Deion Sanders has said, you watch. Here comes my response. So we'll get that at some point soon, I'm sure. But it, it doesn't make any sense why Nick Saban would want to stir up this hornet's nest unless you consider this one fact. And I think this is what's upsetting him the most. He is upset that the money now does not flow through him to use as he sees fit at the school. That's how all the booster money used to go. Now, he knows the booster money can go directly to the players or, you know, through a channel to the players, but it's it doesn't have to go through Nick Saban. Nick Saban has mastered the art. Let's say he has done everything on the up and up. Nick Saban has mastered the art of getting all the booster money and then putting it in the right installations in the locker room, getting the right staffers around when the recruit comes to visit, making sure that everything at the facility looks as good as it can when parents come in to see their kids and say, yeah, this is why your kid should come here and play for me. He's done that well. And now you've got people who said, yeah, we don't have to be that sophisticated to do it. We'll just pay this kid some extra money and he'll pick here. And that burns him up. Well, you're probably right because when he gets upset with the media, he gets upset with the media because he feels like, the questions aren't up to par or the stories aren't up to par. And he gets, he gets upset ultimately because he has no control. Yeah. And what you're describing right. here is someone who's losing control. He's losing control and over he the doesn't, boosters. He doesn't know how to handle it. So yeah. he decided to puff out his chest last night and make a big deal out of this. Now, I don't think he thought it was going to be this because Jimbo Fisher went scorched earth on him today. <laughs> and I'll tell you what, man, if Hollywood, Hollywood were scripting a movie about college football. Let's say that Jimbo Fisher in this reality did not exist. But no, this we've was never a heard of him. Where they staged a college football press conference, they gave him the name Jimbo, and you heard what you're about to hear. You would have executives sitting around saying, no, this is too cliche, this is too stereotype. No one's going to believe this. This may be the most shocking thing that I've ever seen in Jimbo Fisher's career, and I want to remind you that Jimbo Fisher one time accidentally telegraphed that he was leaving one university to take a job at another 
by throwing out his Christmas tree two days early. Remember that? When yeah. he was at Florida State and everyone was like, nah, he's staying at Florida State. He's not going to take this Texas A&M job. And all of a sudden they saw the Christmas tree on the curb at his house and said, uh-oh, you don't do that before Christmas unless you're moving. And then it went crazy for that. And this is wilder than that scenario. All right, I have Jimbo's opening statement here, which is about a minute and a half. And then I have some shorter stuff as well, which we'll get into. We'll got to take a break. Right, right, right. And then we'll get into the audio coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Some slow traffic to watch out for on the roads right now. You'll find delays on 71 northbound between 670 and 11th Avenue. Traffic is slow in that area. And southbound 71 between 670 and East Broad Street. Traffic is backed up there as well. This traffic report is sponsored by Safe Auto Insurance. Safe Auto Insurance offers low down payments and flexible payment options to help their customers stay legal on the road for less. Play it safe with Safe Auto. Give us a call at 1-800-SAFE-AUTO or visit them online for your fast and free quote today. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. talking to my annoying friend, Duchess Kumquat. She was retelling a very dramatic story about how her and Lord Beaverqueef were stuck sleeping in a very hot room because their janky air conditioning unit took a crapola. They were so hot and sweaty, it took them out of the mood for getting hot and sweaty. Don't be like Kumquat and Beaverqueef. Call my friends at Care Heating and Cooling. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company Beaverqueef can trust. Filthy mouths, bad attitudes, and ugly haircuts. It's called cabbage. This is Common Man and T-Bone. The hillbillies are fighting. We've got audio from Jimbo Fisher, but first, T-Bone's going to tell you about water. That's right. My guys at Connecticut, they have done a great job with fixing the water in my house, and they're not just satisfied with fixing that issue, which, of course, you can get fixed, ConnecticutColumbus.com. You can get the whole home water treatment system like I have. That does use salt. You do put bags of salt in that to help clean up the water. But sometimes you might forget to switch out the salt. So now... They have this thing called the Connects Salt Monitor, a technology they developed that will notify you when you're getting low so you can replace the salt without having to even go downstairs to check before you get down there. You find out, now we're okay. It lets you know well ahead of time so you can replace it. Never miss out on the great water. ConnecticutColumbus.com to find out about that and how to get the whole home water treatment system in your house. If you don't already have something like that, Connecticut is the way to go. K5 Drinking Water Station is great as well. Makes the water taste great in our house. ConnecticutColumbus.com. Nick Saban was hanging out with some rich dummies last night, and he said that Texas A&M bought every player on their team and pretty much said that Alabama's wholesome and they do everything on the up and up. Jimbo Fisher did not like that today. He's a big hillbilly. Here is what he had to say. First of all, I'll say it's a shame that we have to do this. It's really despicable. It's despicable that somebody can say things about somebody and an organ. More importantly, 17-year-old kids. You're taking shots at 17-year-old kids and their families. They broke state laws. All right, first of all. Where? Huh? When did he say Nick that? Saban, Nick Saban said some stuff. He didn't say any of that. I know. All right, he didn't, he didn't talk about the 17-year-olds and their families and breaking state laws. No, that was, no. That was none of that. He spent a lot of time talking about you spent money to buy players to get them to come play there. Jimbo seems to be reading a lot into that. All right, anyway. 
They're, they're, they're all money. We bought every player on this group. We never bought anybody. No rules were broken. Nothing was done wrong. It was all in the, and the way we do things, the ethics in which we do things. And these families, it's despicable that a reputable head coach could come out and say this when he doesn't get his way or things don't go his way. The narcissist in him doesn't allow those things to happen. It's ridiculous. But when, when he's not on top and the parody in college football he's been talking about, go talk to coaches who coach for him. You'll find out all the parody. Go dig into wherever he's been. You can find out anything. And it's a shame that you've got to sit here and defend 17-year-old kids and families and Texas A&M because we do things right. We're always going to do things right. But we're, not, we're always going to be here. We're doing a heck of a job. These coaches have done a great job. Our players have done a great job. The whole organization of recruiting people. It's despicable that we've got to sit here at this level of ball and, and say these things to defend the people of this organization the kids, 17-year-old kids, and their families. All right. It's amazing. I love all this drama. My nipples are hard just listening to this. Mm-hmm. This is fun to me. But I do enjoy how Jimbo says, you know, go go ask any coach who work for him. They'll show you how the sausage is made, essentially. Well, Jimbo, you work for him. You want you want to tell us? I mean, you're some you're inside stuff there. I'd love for him to keep right. speaking on I it. I mean, because... that's the thing. Don't don't allude to some stuff going on, Jimbo. You're pissed off, and you worked for him. So why don't you tell us what went on? Well, he he. I mean, I don't know what all we're gonna play here, but there there he he goes into like that's why I don't work for him anymore. No, I I know that. Like he's he, he didn't he goes get into down specifics. I know, I know. And it's just before we play more of this, just keep this in mind. There's this thing in college football. And I guess it's, I guess you could call it the art form of recruiting, maybe, where you're allowed to do a lot of things in recruiting, but what you're not allowed to do is accuse one of these genius college football coaches of not doing the artwork of recruiting. You have, cause if, cause if let's say the accusation is, well, you just paid that kid money and he said, well, I guess I'll choose your school then. There's no artwork to that. There's no art form. That's not a, there's no subtlety. There's no nuance. There's no technique. Jimbo Fisher just recorded a single in auto tune. It's on the top of the charts. Nick Saban fancies himself Adele, who can actually sing. Right. And he doesn't like that he had to share the top of the charts with auto tune boy. That's right. Like he's saying, I, I, Nick Saban is basically saying, I do this art form well. The guys now who are doing name, image, and likeness, the way they're doing it, Because, see, Nick Saban is delineating. If you recruit a guy, he shows up on campus, and then local pizza places like, hey, man, we'll pay you 50 grand if you say you like our pizza. Well, shucks and gee golly, that's just me recruiting a guy, and then a nice business found out that guy was cool, and they decided to give him some money. What's wrong with that? That, he says, is different than saying, we got the pizza place lined up for anyone who wants to come here and hey, five star, we want you to come here and you're guaranteed a slice of the pie, for lack of a better term. That's Nick Saban's beef. Jimbo Fisher is saying, how dare you insinuate that I lined up all this money before these guys got here? I recruited the hell out of them. And then as soon as they walked in here, a bunch of people said, here's a bunch of money. That's what they're arguing over. That is the argument they are getting into. And that's what's got Jimbo so hot. Nick Saban's beef Mondays at 534 here on the fence. That's right. Uh, here's some more Jimbo. Some people think they're God. Go dig into how God did his his deal. You may find out about, about a guy that a lot of things you don't want to know. We built him up to be the czar of football. Go dig into his past or anybody that's ever coached with him. You can find out anything you want to find out, what he does and how he does it. And it's despicable. Jimbo, again, 
you coached for him. Did anybody at this Hillbilly press conference raise their hand and ask I, a no, follow-up I'll tell question? You this. I think everyone was so... I've heard this audio now, now, now 10 times, so it's kind of... I think all these people were so shocked to hear how angry he was and how fired up he was and how he just was going on. I mean, in this quote, he said, y'all want to call him the god of football. Go see how God did he Go look into how God did his deals. Like... That's just, that's not normal college football talk, right? What do all these guys typically do when you're like, hey, man, you guys are so much better than, I don't know, Indiana State South. Who be like, well, hang on, hang on, hang on, man. Indiana State South, now they recruit just like we do. They work hard down there. Like, he, they always jump into defense of the other guy. They never go whole hog into, that guy sucks, he's a fraud, he's a liar, Jimbo is saying that about the biggest college football coach, perhaps in the history of the sport that I think might've blew the hair back on a few of these reporters to where they just didn't recover in time to get that question out. You're right. I apologize to you. The people insult you publicly the way they're doing it. And our fans, I, I, I apologize to you guys for people saying those things about Texas A&M, but promise you this, there are no, there are no violations. There are nothing wrong. It's the second time we've had to do this with grown men who don't get their way and want to pout, throw a fit, and act up. Just go ask all the people who work for him. You'll know exactly what he's about. I always said this. My dad always told me this. When people show you who they are, believe them. He's showing you who he is. By the way, Lori Schmidt, Woo! God bless her, oh, hello. had the tweet of the day with that where she said, good of Jimbo Fisher to uh, give credit to his dad for a quote made famous by Maya Angelou. <laughs> That's not just, that's your dad may my dad, have my said that. Saying. My Maya Angelou actually did write that in a book and that's where that quote is attributed to. So thank you, Michael Scott. Anyway, that, that whole line comes back to keep listening for this and all these quotes. These guys are not mad that they're getting accused of cheating. Although yes, that's what they keep saying. They're mad that they're being accused of not being good recruiters through the traditional means of recruiting, Right. Jimbo Fisher is saying, we did recruit these guys the same way Nick Saban did, and we just won that battle. It's not about, well, we couldn't beat Nick Saban, so we paid him more money. That's what they're all arguing about. That's this whole line of, of anger that's going between these two. I love it. And uh, He shows you who he is. And then I just wanted to... He's the greatest ever, huh? And then I just wanted when to... you got all the advantages? You're saying that no players in the There's no, no re- laws of anything we ever... What is this? What am I listening to? That's a guy trying to get Jimbo, apparently, to say, wait, you just... He's trying to question sorry, what he I just have, said. I have too many hillbilly voices right, going play, on in my head. Play it again. Play it again. All right, I didn't Let's know what the hell I was listening to. And uh, He shows you who he is. And then I just wanted to... He's the greatest ever, huh? And then I just wanted when to... you got all the advantages? You're saying that no players in There's the There's no, no law laws of anything any we ever or... promised, done anything that goes against the laws of the state of Texas, and it's insulting to say a 17-year-old in his family broke laws. No. It, it, it sounded like to me he was having a conversation with himself. That's why I could not understand what the <laughs> hell was going to, you're on. Not, you're not it's like, what, hearing... is Linda Blair there, the exorcist? You're not used to hearing more than one hillbilly voice Well, that time. was the exact same hillbilly voice. <laughs> they were That's similar, what threw for sure. me. Yeah, so Jimbo was uh, very agitated, and he keeps bringing up state laws. I'm, I may be wrong, Ted. Is it state the state law of Texas? That's one of the reasons why their state laws have been a little more lax on this than others. I want to say they were one of the ones who rushed in to be like, uh, "You can pay whoever you want, whatever you want. We're all good with it." You know, like I think they were a little less hardcore about the name, image, likeness stuff. Then some other states started to be where they were like, ah, well, there's a restriction here, a restriction there. 
Texas, I'm pretty sure, did not do that. So All right. I don't know if he broke any state laws. It's it's this this drama is fantastic I love though. It. I love it. It's tremendous. More conversation about this. Plus, CBS has ranked the top twenty five power five football coaches. We'll share with that list with you coming up next. Common man and T Bone on the fan. Fan traffic from the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Some slow traffic to keep an eye out for. You'll find delays on 670 westbound between I-71 and 4th Street. Plan on some slowdowns. You'll also find delays on 71 southbound between 670 and East Broad Street. This traffic report is sponsored by Safe Auto Insurance. Safe Auto Insurance offers low down payments and flexible payment options to help their customers stay legal on the road for less. Play it safe with Safe Auto. Give us a call at 1-800-SAFE-AUTO or visit them online for your fast and free quote today. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. I'm a big fan of preventative maintenance. Something will eventually go wrong, and if you're not prepared, it is sure to cost you money. That's why I want you to sign up for a care plan. My guys at Care, make sure your heater and AC are running in tip-top shape, taking care of maintenance and staying on top of any potential issues. Surprises suck. Be prepared with a care plan. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust. Listen to this show and feel better about yourself. This is Common Man and T-Bone. The Hillbillies are fighting and I'm loving every minute of it. Nick Saban opened up his mouth last night talking about how he does it the right way in places like Texas A&M, Jimbo Fisher, they just buy their players. And, of course, Jimbo came out today, and he was none too pleased with that. We've been playing audio for you. I've got a couple other audio pieces to play. Uh, this is Jimbo saying how he learned to not do things from Nick Saban. No, I wasn't. Now, listen, you coach with people like Bobby Bowden and learn how to do things. You coach with other people and learn how not to do things. There's a reason people don't go, I ain't went back and worked for him with opportunity. Hey, I ain't, I ain't go back and work for him. Hey, my name's Jimbo. Yeah. Listen. Again, this guy is the head coach of one of the largest universities in the country. Look, he's a hillbilly. That's fine. He makes a ton of money. I'm not saying he doesn't know how to coach football. Clearly, he does. But, and I'm guilty of this sometimes, too. When you have a player come out and they tweet something, maybe the English is not perfect. Right. Maybe they butcher the English language. A lot of people want to jump on these guys and say, well, I guess they're not there to play school. Ha ha. Jimbo Fisher doesn't know the English language either. Jimbo Fisher's not there to play school for what it's worth. And he isn't brought there for his intellectual acumen. He's there because he can yell at guys enough to get football games won. And we know why these players are there too. Well, that's what makes this all so laughable, right? Because Nick Saban tries to put the veneer on that I recruit student athletes to come to the University of Alabama because our campus is superior. We have tremendous faculty in classes and all shucks and gee golly when they line up to play football. I mean, hell, they smack the hell out of everybody they play because I because I coach them up, but I'm recruiting the best student athletes I can find. These lowlifes at Texas A&M, they're just all about that football and they'll do anything to get it. It's this myth that gets perpetuated around college football and college sports that at our school, we recruit the best people. They're not, they're not sophisticated the, like right, us at Alabama. At every, at every other school, they're just cravenly trying to get the best football players. They don't care about scholastic endeavors. That's all BS. That's all stuff from 60 years ago or further back, maybe, that is still getting matriculated down and that we still kind of lap up occasionally. But it's all fake, man. I'm not saying that guys at Alabama aren't smart. I'm not saying guys at Texas A&M aren't smart. Far from it. 
What I'm saying is Nick Saban does not pull out the SAT score first. He pulls out the game tape. So does every other college football coach. Why do we act like that's a state secret? And why do people get mad when you insinuate that's what they're doing? Well, it's all a bunch of BS, isn't it? Nick Saban is upset because the his purity standards aren't being followed. This is the same program and the same coach that... You know, never, I, they've, they've done a few of them now recently, but they rarely would play home and home series. Everything had to be at a neutral site. Their entire football schedule, they don't have to travel more than 200 miles to right. play an opponent. They, they set things up for their success. And by the way, that's the rule. Go ahead and do it. Well, yeah. All right. We right. can, we can make fun of you. We can say step out of your own hillbilly backyard once in a while and play a team up north. We can say all of this stuff, but you know what? It's worked out for Nick Saban. Now he sees somebody else having success or perceived success taking guys away from him and he can't stand it. No, but again, go back to that point. You just said Nick Saban, if those are the rules and you don't have to play home and homes all the time, you don't have to travel right. out of the south. He takes advantage of that. Why is it when Jimbo Fisher says, hey, we've got $25 million lined up in name, image, and likeness, or whatever they've got going on at Texas A&M. And, and, and he says, I've got this culture. These boosters want to do it. Now, Jimbo, of course, is trying to say, no, I don't do I, too, recruit you know the best athletes and the best students. And it's not they want to come here because they love this school, not because of money. Like, everyone has to get that messaging out there. But the reality is... That he's Jimbo is playing in the same system that Nick Saban is, and this round he won. He got a far better recruiting class than Nick Saban did. When we're talking about the differences between one, two, three, and four in the recruiting classes, right? They both got better classes than you know. I don't know Northwestern, but but both of those schools are not competing with Northwestern. There, they're competing with each other to get the number one class. And Jimbo Fisher won, and Nick Saban seems mad about that. Is kind of how I read all of this. All right, one more, uh, one more. Oh, this is uh, this is the the really interesting one. Go ahead. Yes, I'm gonna tell you one thing. You can you can call me anything you want to call me. You ain't calling me a cheat. I don't cheat and I don't lie. So I learned that when I was a kid. If you did, the old man slapped you side of the head. Maybe somebody should have slapped him. Yeah, that's one you. thing you don't. Now you're fooling with our name. That don't from Texas A and M's name. You're saying with those kids' name and our name. I'll put it with any of them. And I just can't in my I've seen the video of this, but in my mind, he's chewing on straw when he's talking. He's oh, got sure. a piece of straw hanging out of his mouth and he's chewing on it. I love this hillbilly slap fight. No, I it, love it. It's great. By the way, Timmy uh, tweeted something out. Timmy Hall, you know, that quote where he said, call me anything you want. You ain't call me a cheat. I don't cheat and I don't lie. I mean, this this article that. Timmy retweeted this from Alex Scarborough, ESPN staff writer, July 2nd, 2020. I mean, we were a little preoccupied in 2020. Maybe you missed this. Texas A&M football was put on a one-year probation, and Jimbo Fisher got a six-month show-cause penalty. I don't cheat. I don't lie. Because they violated NCAA recruiting and athletic-related activity rules. Now, there were minor things. I ain't another wrong. I mean, look, I'm not... I'm not saying that any of these guys, like, I'm not saying Jimbo Fisher's the bad guy, Nick Saban's the good guy. I'm saying they're I'm saying, all... I'm saying they're both bad guys. I'm saying, they're all idiots. I'm, I'm saying they're all idiots. This argument is stupid that we're having about college football. Mike, it seems like the argument these guys are getting frustrated about is players don't make financial decisions to come to this school. They come here because we've got the best football program. Would you say that's the right way to sum all up yes. what's happening? Yeah. Okay. The, the, the NIL is a perk. 
Yeah, they, they want to yeah, come yeah. here anyway. They're coming here for whatever. They want to play for me or they want to put on this uniform. That's why they're coming. They believe in this school. They believe in you fans. And then the money's just another thing, right? Yeah. How We do this all the time with life. We do it certainly in college sports. Lots of people listening to me who may have a problem with a guy picking the money first over the school probably made a financial choice when they went to college, right? There's probably a lot of people who made that decision in real life, not in college football fantasy land, where they said, huh, I got a little bit of scholarship money to go to this private school, but it's only going to pay for like a sixth of my education. And that place costs $37,000 a year to attend. Meanwhile, I am able to go with no scholarship to the local school, the state school, a state near an in-state school for like a third of that price. So at the end of this whole thing, when I have a big bill left to pay or my parents have a bill to pay or whatever i'm going to go to the one that they're both kind of similar in my mind they have similar major i want to go to but this one is better financially for us we're not going to be in as much debt or my parents will have to pay as much whatever like that have do families not make decisions like that occasionally is that not a real thing that people do so when you when we do it it's okay to make a financial choice about where you're going to go to school to not be in as much debt but when a college football player says, I want to go to this place because it's financially beneficial for me for some. Now, again, they're making money, not staying out of debt, but it still has to do with the money first and then the school second. That's somehow like evil and nefarious. And how dare you? You should want to go because of the co-eds and the, the autumn leaves and the school fight song. That's stupid, isn't it? Isn't it stupid that we put that argument on? People who are 17, 18 years old who are just good at football or basketball, but we don't put it on ourselves. We shouldn't be putting it on anyone. Go where you want to go to school for whatever reason you want to go. I'm excited for more coaches to jump into this. Deion Sanders will get into it because Nick Saban called him out. I'm sure Lane Kiffin will get into it too, just because that's what Lane Kiffin does. He's, al- I, he's already been in on it. He he. <laughs> well, I know he tweeted the thing about he, parody. No, he tweeted out the live stream link to say, go watch this. It's on now. I got to tell you, Lane used to really rub me the wrong way. (laughs) I'm starting to really like him. I am. He he sees it. I'm starting to really like him. He sees, he's a little bit like, I don't know, like a smaller bear in the whole mix of like two Grizzlies are going at it for supremacy. And then he's like, just wandering in there. Like, yeah, you guys both suck. Yeah, you should keep fighting. As he's two like bears over there. are fighting, and he's just taking he's little just, berries. He's yeah, he's running getting, in. Yeah, he's going. He kick one of them in his shins. He runs back out. He's trying to like mack on like the other female grizzlies while they're too well, busy we fighting. Know, we know that. Hey, Joey Freshwater is there. All right, CBS has ranked the top twenty-five Power Five football coaches. I will do it for you. I promise. Coming up next, Common Man and T Bone on the fan. Fan traffic from the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Some slowdowns to watch out for. You'll find slow traffic on I-70 eastbound between Mound Street and Route 315. Traffic is beginning to build. You'll also find slow traffic on 670 westbound between I-71 and 4th Street. About a five-minute delay. This traffic report is sponsored by Ace Hardware West Jefferson. Looking for a long-term career? Ace Hardware is now hiring. We're recruiting for warehouse positions at our West Jefferson Distribution Center. We offer great paying benefits up to $19.50 per hour. Apply now at acehardware.com. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. I was talking to my annoying friend, Duchess Kumquat. She was retelling a very dramatic story about how her and Lord Beaver 
Queef were stuck sleeping in a very hot room because their janky air conditioning unit took a crapola. They were so hot and sweaty, it took them out of the mood for getting hot and sweaty. Don't be like Kumquat and Beaverqueef. Call my friends at Care Heating and Cooling. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company Beaverqueef can trust. The kings of local social media. Twitters and twatters. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Would you rather, coming up at 534, send in your would you rather tweets at Man and Bone 971 your chance to win fabulous prizes. One more quick thing on the uh, Nick Saban, Jimbo Fisher, Deion Sanders drama, all that stuff happening. Uh, Deion has said he will weigh in sometime today, so be looking for whatever he's going to say. Oh, I'm looking for it. And Nick Saban apparently is going on a radio show in the South mm. here in about 40 minutes. Paul Farmer! No, not fine, oh. Bam. I think it's one of the Sirius XM Hillbilly shows. I bet they've you got. Paul's got some good callers today. Oh, my gosh. Can you even imagine what that's like right now? We don't have to. We probably already can. You, I, I bet you already know the first caller out of the game. And uh, if anything is worth playing, we'll do it for you tomorrow. Yeah. CBS Sports has put together their top 25 college football coaches. Are you ready? All right, let's I'm do it. I'm not going to give you all 25, but I will give you some notables. Mel Tucker from Michigan State is at number 24. Okay. I got to tell you, paid I a lot of money for 24. $95 million shouldn't just be number 24, but whatever. <laughs> Let him live. Uh, PJ Fleck in the Fleck Tones, mm. number 23, Minnesota oh. head coach. That's what a bargain compared, right? That's I mean, right. you're doing better at Minnesota with that. Uh, Pat Fitzgerald, of course, can't have a top 25 without Northwestern's no, coach. He's not. number 21 on here. Uh, what else? Lane Kiffin, my guy, number 18. Mm-hmm. I like how he's your guy now, how you just, because fl- of like the last 24 well, hours. I, I can't change my opinion? No, you absolutely can. He's growing I'm glad, on me now. I'm glad it's happening. You want to know why? Because we always say to these guys, if you're going to be Ric Flair, just be that guy. Oh, Lane Lean Kiffin in. is as close as we've ever gotten to that. Right, and, and Lane Kiffin is just doing it. Lane oh, Kiffin's yeah. not an instigator, and then he turns around and says, hey, guys, I don't know what you're upset about. I'm just here trying to help sick puppies. He is out there, and he has a clear goal to disrupt the system. Well, Lane Kiffin is, to me, the ultimate college football coach because outside of my own team, I root for college football for very different reasons than I root for my own team, right? Like, I have standards and expectations here at Ohio State, but the rest of it, I want to all be crazy and well, go to hell in a That's right. You and I were talking about it before the show. We're Ohio State fans. We root for Ohio State to win every single game. Other than that, give me chaos. Give me the chaos. Give me chaos. Ridiculousness. And what you saw today is one of the reasons why we love college football outside of Ohio State. Yes. Because I love... I wouldn't want this chaos here. I think that would be ridiculous. I'm glad... I don't have it here. Right. Well, we... But I you have know a what? nice manicured backyard. I don't have to worry about it. Exactly. I'm saying that's what's funny now that you see Lane Kiffin... I wouldn't want Ryan Day like tweeting out the link to the press conference for Jim Harbaugh or something like that if they were in some kind of beef, beef on Twitter, right? But it's funny that Lane Kiffin's doing it. And that's why I'm saying he's the ultimate college football coach because I think most college football fans who watch this sport and pay attention to like the Twitter and everything else on it, they like all this drama. And Lane Kiffin is as good as anyone at instigating it, bringing it back up, continuing it. He does not care. And look, another thing that bothers me, 
I'm not saying we're perfect in 2022 because we're certainly not. But this notion that this wouldn't happen back in the day, this is oh. a new school problem. Look, coaches were more emotional back in the day. If Woody and Bo had Twitter, watch out. Oh, my gosh. Watch I mean, out. You you see what would happen. Deion Sanders was on Twitter in two seconds after this. Lane Kiffin, it didn't even involve him, was on Twitter in two seconds after this. If it was, let's say, Bo Schembechler calling out Woody back in the day, Woody would have been on Twitter calling out Bo. Yeah, right. I mean, never forget that. Woody Hayes once, you know, famously said he pushed his car over the state line because he didn't want to give any money that stayed up north. He supposedly would tell every recruit who was picking between Ohio State or uh, what was it? Was it Ohio State, Notre Dame and Michigan or whatever? Ohio State, Michigan. He would always say, go to Notre Dame if you're not going to go here. I don't care if you don't come here, but go to Notre Dame. Don't go up to that team up north. Like, and of course, we know Woody Hayes also went out on the field and punched somebody. So, yeah, I think the drama would have been there if we had all the social media back then. Uh, Penn State's James Franklin is number 15 on the list. Paul Christ, Wisconsin, number 14. Kirk Ferentz, our guy, number 13. That's the Big Ten collective right now, right there, 15, 14, and 13. I just wanted to point out, James Franklin last year, prior to last year, a lot of us thought he, he may be getting fired, and now he's a top 15 coach in college football. Let well, him live. He's also probably still stupid. but I get that, but I'm saying like, There were a lot of Penn State fans who had a problem with that contract he got because they were saying, I mean, yeah, he had a good year here now, I guess, but But he didn't have a good year last year. No, not good by what they should be. They lose five games? Yes, but to that, that's lower standards. Welcome to Penn State. Uh, Jim Harbaugh is number nine on the list. He's a top 10 coach. Let him live. Uh, New LSU head coach Brian Kelly is number seven on here. Well, I'll give you the top 10. There you go. So Mike Gundy, Oklahoma State, number 10. Harbaugh's nine. Kyle Winningham from Utah is eight. Brian Kelly, seven. Ryan Day comes in at number six. Mm. Uh, Jimbo Fisher, number five. He don't cheat. He don't lie. Mm-mm. Lincoln Riley, new USC head coach, number four. Dabo Swinney, not based on last year's results. He is number three, but that's all right. Let him live. They're going to say that was a blip. Just a one-time deal. Not going to happen again. Kirby Smart, national champs, number two. Good old number one. He does things the right way. Nick Saban. Not a total shock there. I am a little surprised they've got uh, Lincoln Riley over Ryan Day. But I'll say that's because Lincoln Riley's been coaching as a head coach longer, I'm guessing. That's fine. We'll go there. Whatever. Fine. Look, Nick Saban should be number one on here. I'm not not mad about that. Which is why I find it so odd that he still takes all these battles super personally. Well, but th- doesn't that make him kind of a detestable person? Not kind of. Well, yes, but is this breaking news? Well, that's what I'm saying. All though, these like, people are detestable we, people. I know, but I've we've not liked Nick Saban for a long time because of things like this. Because he always remember when he's called out the students for like y'all need to be there for four quarters. Okay, we schedule these games. Damn it, you got to sit there and watch them play Southwest Eastern Louisiana Tech University because they came here and we got to show our recruit. It's like shut up, Nick. They're, their parents are paying all this money, or they're paying all this money to go to your school. They don't want to sit there in 95-degree heat in the middle of their Saturday afternoon. What's wrong with them leaving in the third quarter? He'll, he goes after anyone he wants to because he's Nick Saban, and no one has ever told him to shut up. Bone of education coming up next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. 
Good afternoon. Some slow traffic to keep an eye out for right now. You'll find delays on I-71 northbound between 670 and 11th Avenue. Traffic is beginning to build. You'll also find slowdowns on I-70 eastbound between Mound Street and Route 315. Traffic is backed up there as well. This traffic report is sponsored by Safe Auto Insurance. Safe Auto Insurance offers low down payments and flexible payment options to help their customers stay legal on the road for less. Play it safe with Safe Auto. Give us a call at 1-800-SAFE-AUTO or visit them online for your fast and free quote today. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. I'm a big fan of preventative maintenance. Something will eventually go wrong, and if you're not prepared, it is sure to cost you money. That's why I want you to sign up for a care plan. My guys at Care make sure your heater and AC are running in tip-top shape, taking care of maintenance and staying on top of any potential issues. Surprises suck. Be prepared with a care plan. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust. Some fans drink the Kool-Aid. These guys drink the bleach. This is Man and Bone. Would you rather coming up at 534 send in your would you rather tweets at Man and Bone 971. Your chance to win fabulous prizes. Uh, Teddy? You're a big James Bond guy. I know that. Absolutely. Who was your favorite Bond? It was always Sean Connery, but then Daniel Craig came along. Well, and, that's uh, that's true. Ooh, that's a stupid Daniel question. Craig. You know, like he, uh, Pierce Brosnan, huh? Not no. your guy? I, I liked him as well. He used to be my number two guy. Okay. He fell to three. So I see. All right. Fair enough. Teddy told me that Pierce Brosnan's not mean enough for him. Mm. All right. That's I why like, he likes Daniel Craig. I get that. Daniel Craig does have that, like, that edge to him yeah. that Pierce Brosnan did not. Yeah, Pierce Brosnan looked like he would get mad if you dinged his car on the way to the valet picking it up, but he would just like say, "Well, that was rather disappointing." And Pierce then he would Brosnan just get in his car. is going to make love to you. Daniel Craig is going to give it to you. <laughs> okay, all right. There's, I hadn't really considered I'm that. Just, but I'm I, just I telling know you exactly what you mean. Yes, now that of you course. Say. Yeah, you know exactly what I mean. See, I went with like valeting a car situation. My Daniel Craig is like Daniel Craig would just murder you dead if you dinged his car. That was where I was going. But you you put that much more subtly. I, I nice. saw this story today. The Bond car that Sean Connery first drove in the 1964 film Goldfinger was an Aston Martin DB5, mm. which is one of These my cars which is one of my legendary. favorite cars of all time. Legendary car. I mean, it's just beautiful. Uh, well, he didn't actually have one though. Fifty years later, in 2018, he decided I'm going to buy one. Oh, Connery did not. Sean Connery. He never got one during the he filming of the movie. He never got one, wow. but I guess, you know, in 2018, he was 90 years old. He said, I want this car. And so he found one. Paid over a million dollars for it. 1964 DB5. It is silver. It is gorgeous. Yes, it looks like the Bond car, and, and those are gorgeous cars. Well, he's dead now, so they're going to auction off his, his car. They are estimating it's going to sell between 1.4 and 1.8 million. And I was I I was wondering is that because it's Sean Connery's car or because the car would go for that? They said a car in mint condition like he has it, even if it wasn't owned by Sean Connery, would go for over a million dollars. Yeah, see that's that's very interesting to me because I would think the the pro like that car alone would be worth well it was worth a million dollars that's yeah. what he bought it for, but even over the last couple of years the values on these types of cars have increased. Then when you factor in James Bond, the actor who played James Bond iconically in the movie, had one of these. He he found one and drove it. Do you think he drove it? 
Because he may have just got uh, it and true looked enough, at it. Because he was, he was an old, very old man at okay, this point. He possessed it. Yes, he It was in his it. possession. There's he probably some it. document you get when you buy it that says this is the previous owner and it has Sean Connery's name on it. Mm-hmm. That would, I think, that would add significant value to it. I remember reading a story years ago about uh, Pablo Escobar. Not a good dude, obviously. Drug dealer, Colombian drug lord who murdered lots of people, right? He's infamous in, in many ways. But... He was also weirdly a Porsche guy, like loved Porsches. That was his car well, why choice. Weirdly? The guy has millions no, upon millions no. of dollars. I assume he likes nice things. I'm just saying he wasn't a like buy any car that's out there. He was like a Porsche snob, apparently. Okay. So before he really reached the heights of his, you know, drug money, he still had enough to go out and buy like a nice Porsche. And he used to like to race these cars. Wasn't very good by all accounts. But he bought a Porsche 911 RSR IROC. What that means is back in the 70s, the International Race of Champions, they had cars prepared by Roger Penske to run in this series. Emerson Fittipaldi, who was a Formula One driver, an IndyCar driver, he drove this car in the IROC series one year. Then they switched over to GM cars. They got rid of all the Porsches. He bought this car. They didn't know who, you know, he wasn't like Pablo Escobar we know now, right? He just bought this car. It was available. He rebodied it to like a 935, pretended it was a 935 for a while, which I find hilarious, and then eventually got sick of it and it was transferred back to U.S. hands and was in private collections for a while. This car came up for sale a few years ago, and I, th- I want to say it was like millions of dollars that this thing went for because it not only did it have the racing pedigree, this other historic figure owned it. And I I have to imagine that whoever bought that car probably at the time was like, I don't know how great I feel about this. But then later they probably were like, well, it worked out because they made tons of money off selling that car. Let me tell you something. I don't have $1.8 million. But if I did, oh, you'd buy I that would, car I would buy second. this car. Of course. I would buy this car. And you know what? If if I were, I always told myself if I were to buy a British car like this, I would want like the British racing green. Mm-hmm. I'd love that. Sure. However, this silver, whew. Yeah, it's it, a good it looking does car, something man. for you. Hey, those DB5s, they're they're pretty great. Nothing wrong with that. All right, bone of education. What good is a radio show if it can't teach you about useless things? Here, I've redorculated. Open your minds and unzip your pants because it's time for Bone of Education. Sponsored by White Castle. The new 1921 slider is finally here. Try one today, only at White Castle. All right, we're going to talk today about UFO hearings in Congress. Believe it or not, yes, UFO like the unidentified flying object, the UFO that you think of. Congress has actually had hearings on these things in the past. We're going to talk about that and talk about what they just did this week. So in 1966, I want to walk you back there. A Republican congressman by the name of Gerald Ford. Uh, Gerald Ford was mauled by wolves. Yes. Future president, of course, Gerald Ford at the time was a congressman. He had been hearing from people in his home state of Michigan about some strange things they'd been seeing in the sky. UFO sightings that they were talking about. One of which was observed by over 40 people, including 12 policemen. So that one made quite a bit of news because people said, well, why would the police be lying about this? Why? 40 people saw it. It must have been something. It was such a thing and such a common occurrence in Michigan that a lot of people in the baby boom generation who lived in that area of the country 
said it was not uncommon to be standing out in your lawn for hours at night looking up at the sky to see if you could see one because there were so many sightings. Anyway, he had heard enough. So he said, let's get the Air Force. Let's get Congress. Let's do this. So what the Air Force did was say, all right, fine, Gerald Ford. We'll send someone out to look into your claims. They sent an astrophysicist named J. Allen Hynek of Northwestern University to investigate these reports. And he's the guy who said, oh, yeah, what you saw was swamp gas reflecting the light from the moon. Have you heard of Venus? And they just like completely blew these people off. Gerald Ford was mad about it. But that was the end of it. They closed the book on that, never did another investigation into that. A lot of people were dissatisfied with that response. Well, back in 2017, the U.S. finally decided, all right, we're going to release the findings from that study. And it turned out to be a lot more interesting than initially thought. Nothing about aliens, but certainly there were many more things that the U.S. government has seen flying in the sky that they truly and honestly do not know what they are and cannot explain why they occur. So fast forward now to 2021 june of 2021 the u.s director of national intelligence released a report saying they had no explanation for dozens of ufos related to 144 incidents dating back to 2004 so that's quite a lot right less than 20 years 144 incidents and these ones they were ones they could not explain well in december lawmakers decided they needed a stronger disclosure requirement in the national defense authorization act which was signed by president biden The law requires the military to establish a permanent office on UFO, or as they call it, UAP research. UAP stands for Unexplained Aerial Phenomena. That's actually what the government calls what we call UFOs. They say they are Unexplained Aerial Phenomena. Anyway, they now have said that this office has to exist. So Congress this week said, how's that going? They brought in some of the top officials from the Pentagon, some of the the highest ranking people in our military and in our government who would know about this type of stuff. And they questioned them in front of TV cameras. And it's really interesting when you find out that they say in this most recent hearing they had, 11 different near misses have occurred with U.S. aircraft over the last few years, and they can't explain what these things were. They also said they have seen quite a few incidents where something showed up in the sky, went like against the wind or in a different direction than gravity or wind or other things would explain naturally. And they can't tell what it is, why it did that, where it went. But they all say in the end, well, we didn't find any wreckage of it. And anything we have found wreckage of, we can explain what that is. So we don't think these to be aliens. But they also acknowledge they do not have explanations for it. In fact, they even showed videos at this hearing saying, yeah, here's one. We don't no idea. They showed the video to the congressman and said, we don't know what this is. I I know that bothers a lot of people, but it doesn't bother me. It's okay sometimes to say we don't know. Right. I don't know. Everybody wants an answer like there's some sort of great conspiracy theory. There's a lot of things in life we can't explain. Yeah. Oh, of course. And it may be that we just we can't explain it because there's a security reason. Now, some of this they did clarify. There are some that they do know why that thing did what it did. Not the videos they showed us, but other things that have been seen. But they also said for security reasons, we can't tell you what that is because they believe that to be some other countries, something or other. Right. One one problem they mentioned that a lot of these UFO sightings, UAP sightings that they have, they have a problem in the military where 
a lot of Air Force pilots are afraid or Navy pilots are afraid to report what they see because they think they're going to get made fun of. Like if they come back from a sortie and they land and go like, yeah, what you see out there? And they're like, you're not going to believe this. There was like a spaceship or something floating around. It was weird. They think they're going to get mocked and laughed. So they have actually had to set up new rules and new guidelines to say, if you're in the cockpit, here's the procedure. You can hit this button. It will record this video. It will save it on an encrypted thing so that no one can get to it. You can then go back and look at it again to make sure you you want to stand by this report. But then you can actually bring that with you to say, hey, look, I have actually seen this and I want it to be reported. They say when they did that, the reported UFO sightings went up significantly in the last 10 years. So uh, they are they are still there's a lot of politics involved. There's a lot of that stuff I didn't get into. But just know this. There are <laughs> there's more to this than I actually thought there was when I first started looking into it. It's not that there's aliens floating around or anything like that. But there is definitely an interest from the U.S. government to say uh we do not have the answers on everything and we need further analysis of this stuff and we need to dedicate more funds to it. We don't have enough funds to do the research to figure out what some of this stuff is. All right, here's my take on this since nobody asked. Yes, oh, I want to Yes, I believe aliens exist. Space is infinite and vast. How could we not? So I believe they're out there. If they are sophisticated enough to travel millions of light years to come and see us, I don't think they're dumb enough to be seen. If they don't want to be seen, they're not going to be seen. So I don't think what these people are seeing up in the sky are alien ships, if they are here. Ships? And finally, I don't believe the U.S. government knows anything about aliens. Because if they did, Trump would have told us. (laughs) There is no (laughs) way. There's no way. Oh, yeah, I think so. If he knows about aliens, he's not tweeting about it when he still had Twitter or whatever he's got now going on, Truth Social. There is no way. That Donald Trump is not telling us about aliens. I would think that would be one of the key reasons you'd have him on TV now, right? Wouldn't somebody wouldn't he have popped up by now and said, hey, by the way, going to drop this knowledge on you. Now, one of the things that I didn't know, they said a big problem for a lot of planes in, in the U.S. military is there's like drone swarms that will surround their planes. And they don't often know where these drone swarms come from. So that's a little concerning, right? That's probably not an alien race yeah, trying to do there's something. There's a lot of concerning things out there. Well, but, but it, it, so they said some of this stuff, and then this is what's going to lead to the conspiracy theorists, and I don't blame you on some level on this. They had the open door TV camera meeting, and then the Congress people were like, all right, yeah, but let's now go into secret session and let's, let's get some real answers. And they did, and they went inside, and then that was, of course, something well, we will never know look, what was. Not said. everything's available to the public. Of course, right? right? Come on. But again, up. if they said, yeah, why was this thing? They could say, oh, yeah, that was this government or that government sent this thing. But you obviously aren't supposed to. We can't put that out there with the public because we know that is some other country, but we don't want that international right. incident. So that's why some of that stuff is supposedly behind closed doors. When you're trying to make a name for yourself in professional sports, stealing from your teammates is frowned upon. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Some ramp restrictions on 270 southbound at Cemetery Road. This is the west outer belt. There is a crash on the right side at the top of the ramp. Please be very careful in this area. It is passable, but plan on some heavy backups. Starving Report is sponsored by News Nation. Want the news without the noise? Then catch Dan Abrams and Ashley Banfield back-to-back weeknights starting at 9, 8 central on the fastest-growing cable news network in America, News Nation. Go to newsnationnow.com slash join us to find your television provider. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. 
Common Man here for Care, Heating, and Cooling. Can I tell you a secret? One of my joys in life is a good clean-out. Once in a blue moon, I will take it to the next level. I have an air vent right over the toilet. So when I know a wild ride is coming, I'll turn down the AC a few minutes before it's go time. And then when I sit down, beautiful cold air greets me, blowing in my face as I do the deed. And the only people I trust to keep my crapper temp in tip-top shape, that's Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Getting fatter and angrier by the minute. This is Common Man and T-Bone. Would You Rather is coming up at 534. Send in your Would You Rather tweets at Man and Bone 971. Your chance to win fabulous prizes. Um, I've said this before. I love the Ocean's Eleven movies. I've seen all three of them about a million times. I did not like the, the newest one, Ocean's Eight. And it's not because women were in it. It's because I didn't like it. Okay. They are working on a prequel, though. I saw this. Margot Robbie will star in and produce a new Ocean's Eleven movie. It will be a prequel set in Europe in the 60s. Here's why this could never be. And I've said this to you before. Margot Robbie was not invented in the 60s. There's no way. What do you Hot mean? British woman with perfectly straight teeth in the 60s, and I'm supposed to take that seriously? Hang no on, way. Hang on. No way. Hang on. Hang on. Where is Helen Mirren from? Is she not from the British Isles? Am I wrong? Helen Mirren is an attractive older lady. No, no, no. Back, I know that, but back, back in, in the her day... Uh, wait a second! She Let was me finish high. my thought. Back in the day, she was a very attractive woman. Very mm-hmm. attractive. Yeah. But if you're going to tell me young Helen Mirren was Margot Robbie, you're out of your mind. I'm trying to look out up some of your pictures. Mind. Margot Robbie is a different species of human that has not been invented in 1960s Europe. That was literally the first person that popped in my head. I don't remember a lot of... If if this is going to be... I'm going to take this seriously. Margot Robbie has to wear Austin Powers teeth. She's got to get rid of her perfect teeth. (laughs) All right. Fine. I guess. Also, I am sad to report to you that I have seen uh, Ocean's Eleven once. And never anything else oceans well, that's, related. That's fine. You never, don't have to like never, everything that I like. No, I know. I'm just saying. Like it's. I didn't even. I. I don't know why I never watched the other oceans anything's. But I've. I have not watched any of the sequels or any of that. All right. I enjoy it very much. Well, good. And some of it you have to turn your brain off. But I don't uh, know. I mean, that's. I, yeah. I like. I like heisty stuff. I like stuff like that. What was the other one that came out around that time? The Italian Job. No, I love the. I love the Italian Job. I like that. that. One's not so much. Oh yeah, wait, I'm thinking I'm you know what? I'm confusing right, Italian job was good. I though I love the born identity, right? Like that Well yeah, that's not a heist. No, it's film. not, but I was thinking of the Mini Coopers that were being driven in the movies and I confused them for a second. I yeah. confused that chase scene with the Mini Cooper they have in Born Identity with Italian Job, which is obviously very different. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they sold a lot of minis off that movie. The Italian job brought those back quite a bit. And before Paul Keels comes in here and punches me in the face, I'm aware that both of those movies are remakes. I get it. Yeah. I understand. And I I realized this a couple years ago. Paul is, or he was, because he was the guy 10 years ago who was ranting and raving about remakes. I have become that guy now. 
Oh, really? When they start remaking You're anti-remake everything. everything well, huh? it's not. I'm, I've just become that older guy where it's like, I remember. I remember when I saw that movie when I was 21 years old and now they're remaking it. Yeah, I guess it depends on the. I, you're right. I'm, I'm sure if you saw the original one, enjoyed the premise and just thought, that's a great movie. Glad they made it. And then 30, 40 years later, a bunch of people are like, have you ever heard of the Italian job? And they're like, yeah, I have. I enjoy that. Like, no, it's coming out next week. You've never seen it, you idiot. And you're like, no, I, I did see it. You're the idiot because you don't know about the old one. I see how that would get annoying. I mm-hmm. do understand that. Uh, don't steal from your teammates. Outfielder Jake Sanford was drafted by the Yankees in the third round in 2019 out of Western Kentucky. Had a promising career to start. Had some power. Hit 22 homers in 56 games in his last year of college. Last year, between Class A and High A ball, he hit 285 with 13 doubles, 5 triples, 16 homers in 435 plate appearances. But the Yankees told him to take a hike. And he has signed instead with the Ottawa Titans of the Frontier League that have no affiliation with Major League Baseball. This is independent ball. So why did that happen? Well, he was stealing equipment from teammates and selling it per multiple allegations. Oh, why Why would you do that? The story started to spread rather quickly on social media in the last few weeks as some fans started to post messages saying they were scammed out of money in alleged memorabilia sales by Sanford. He was uh, stealing stuff from the clubhouse, I guess. I mean, I, I will ask why why more... Like, I would think if you're a low-level prospect in minor league baseball, why is everyone not just pulling together and saying, hey, one of us is going to start this eBay account, and we're going to you know, all get money from it. But the main guy who runs it, he can take a little more because he's, you know, shipping out bats and gloves and stuff like that. But why wouldn't you all just like, hey, people want authentic stuff. It's from the the Yankees. You said it's the Yankees organization, yeah, right? Yeah. There's going to be some people who would want this stuff, even if it is low-level baseball. Maybe everybody should have, like, the guy's instincts were not wrong as far as sell authentic things on eBay, Stealing make it money. Out of guy's locker? No, no, no. Probably not that's the way the, to do it. That's what I... Right. His acquisition methods were poor. Well, he also had a little bit of a problem where I guess he would sell stuff that he didn't have. He would take the money. Oh, God. And then never ship out the autograph that's also, stuff okay, that now he this, had. That's all bad instinct then. No, you don't... FS1 will give this guy a morning show. <laughs> joke just for you. Hey, how you doing, babe? Hey. How you doing, babe? Hey, what's up, babe? Hey, babe. How you doing, babe? Uh, ESPN has announced that Steve Levy, Lewis Riddick, and Dan Orlovsky, my favorite guy, will be the Monday Night Football B team. Man, that's got to be a kick in the sack for Steve Levy and Lewis Riddick. Sure. You were the A team last year, and now Buck and Aikman are in town, so you're the B team. I did see reports that Orlovsky got promoted to calling games because Fox was sniffing around him, and so ESPN reported it or uh, promoted him. Well, I... I, I'm still kind of confused. How many ESPN B-team games are there? Like, Well, there's there's one for sure because there's a double header. Well, yeah. But, you know, I don't know. Maybe Aikman, one of his abs explodes. And- I don't know. I'm, no, but I'm. you get what I'm saying, though, right? Like, they're like, oh, because I saw this all in the media over the last few days. Or, not in the media. In Twitter land. I saw a bunch of people I follow who cover the media and who talk about media stuff. They were all like... Dan Orlovsky arrives. He's here. I, dude, 
And it's Look, and they were all glowing about how like good for them putting him on the B team. I don't know. Keep him with ESPN. And then I'm like, what how did he get like ten games? That I did they miss something where they have Tuesday night football now? He's gonna do the one game at the start of the year. Are and there any if there's, if there's an emergency, then they step in and Okay. They're the so, B team. So that one NFL game he gets to call was and maybe a playoff game, I guess, if they have multiple playoff games That's at right. some point. That's right. That's it? See, in, in my okay. mind, though, they travel to every game and they're just standing there in the booth on standby. Oh yeah, they're they're waiting. It's like, hey, hey, Joe, you all right? You feel all right? <laughs> I'm ready to step in. There <laughs> are plenty <laughs> of things in life that I don't understand, but I can say, well, it's not for me. I can understand the appeal, but it's not for me. Dan Orlovsky is not one of those things. I don't understand how anybody likes Dan Orlovsky, and yet people do. I feel like I'm an alien looking at a broadcaster. But I don't understand this. But I don't hear because I'm with you. Sometimes I think I tend to be a little more broad in what I will understand. Is like I could see where someone gets there, even if I ultimately say, "Yeah, it's not for me." But with him, I feel like Dan Orlovsky gets a lot of dislike all the time on social media, and that's just one aspect of it. Which is why I was surprised, though, on said social media to see everyone. Dan Orlovsky, thank God, he's entertaining him. I, Look, Stephen A. Smith's one of those guys. I'm yes, not a Stephen A. Smith guy, but yeah. I understand the appeal. I understand why Stephen A. Smith is popular and people want to hear him, even though he's well, not for right. me. And, and Dan Orlovsky, I can't get around that. I look at Stephen A. more as like how many other people are are like him that you have that unique voice, right? He's very different. He's different than Skip Bayless. Skip Bayless is a hack. But like, you know, Stephen A. is weird too, but he's got a little bit different thing that he does. And I'm just saying, I it's not my thing, but I do get that. Orlovsky, I feel like there's 20 NFL players that just stopped playing last year that could do what he does. Joe Burrow says things that make no sense. Details next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for a disabled vehicle blocking the right lane on the ramp to westbound I-70 from Route 315 southbound. Traffic is beginning to build in this area as they get things cleaned up. Please be very careful over here. Plan on some slowdowns in the meantime. Traffic report is sponsored by Safe Auto Insurance. Safe Auto Insurance offers low down payments and flexible payment options to help their customers stay legal on the road for less. Play it safe with Safe Auto. Give us a call at 1-800-SAFE-AUTO or visit them online for your fast and free quote today. I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. The podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. I end every commercial the same way, telling you to hire care when you need a company you can trust. It's not just a slogan. It's the Care Creed with arms wide open. The way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you, the customer, at the end of every interaction with Care. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Barely famous, incredibly stupid. Back to Man and Bone. Would You Rather is coming up one hour from now. Send in your Would You Rather tweets at Man and Bone 971. Common Man and T-Bone brought to you by Hinder Motorsports here on The Fan. Hey, there you go. Hey. Hey. By the way, I just got a tweet from Rob, and uh, I, I got to be honest with everything going on in life in the world and in the world of sports, I had lost track of Russia's hockey league, the KHL. Well, Russia is in the news for some other reasons. So, right. Um, so you'll have to excuse me if I hadn't been paying attention. However, this is noteworthy. The uh, head coach of CSK Mos CSKA Moscow uh-huh. has won the 2022 KHL coach of the year award. 
Okay. Who you is might, who is the coach? Well, that would be your buddy Sergey Fedorov. Oh. Mm, thanks, the, Rob, the for pointing that out because I did not know that. 15-year-old girl that they gave him. No, I no, no. No? Nope. No. Sergey still have his van dealership? I I don't know. Hello, this Sergey Fedorov. I want you to come to my van dealership. You want white van? Yet problem. That's Russian for no problem. You want blue van? Yet problem. You want van that look like ice cream truck? Yet problem. I put you in good ride. You put on sunglasses, cruise around the new Sergey van. The 16-year-old Zartisha, that is girls in my country, will be throwing themselves at you. They say, take me to America. My father is drunk. I have no blanket to sleep. I am tired of being beaten and sleep on cold concrete floor. My brother has cleft palate and I need to pay for operation. Anyway, no credit for you, no down payment, not old enough to drive, yet problem! The first five people to mention the commercial get one of my teeth for free. Remember, when you think van, think Saturday. Sergey Fedorov is in no way advocating the kidnapping of middle school age girls. What you do in your van is your business. Sergey Fedorov is not responsible for any legal fees or criminal charges you acquire when using your van. Bus driving is drunk driving. Mm-hmm. Mm. I saw that uh, McDonald's, you know, they, they paused all their operations in Russia yeah. because of the war, and now they're, they're done for good. Done in Russia. They're selling 30 years. They've been in Russia. 900 stores, and they are done. They're not going back. And look, man, Russian people, they don't know what the hell's going on. They're fed information. You know, they're, they're, even the ones that are, are for the invasion of the Ukraine, they, they're not informed. They don't know. I don't blame the people of Russia. Well, I blame the right, government of Russia. Right, I understand. Like, you, you have a active propaganda arm in Russia saying, sure. like, this is what's happening. So even if outwardly, like the gymnast who put the Z on his thing, I'm not saying he shouldn't be punished or shouldn't be it's banned. Not, it's not a great look, it's, obviously. Right, it's, it's horrible. But, you know, we don't know what these people are getting fed. Yeah. You know, anyway. Well, I don't, I'll say to that point, like, there are a lot of people who say, no one would ever believe that stuff. If I lived in Russia, there's a, it's there's like... There's a lot of people who believe crap here. A lot of, well, yeah, not anything. And you have other news sources. Right. It's not that, yeah. So anyway. My point is, horrible. though, Russia is not going to have McDonald's after 30 years. Can you imagine, like... E- Someone who is our age, McDonald's just goes away. Uh, I mean, for people be, of a certain age in Russia, they don't know a life without McDonald's. Right. I mean, I'm not saying I feel necessarily bad for them because, uh, yeah, this is kind of the consequence of what's well, going on. But again, they didn't make that choice. All no, they I know, know they, is now I know they didn't. They know but, I can't have a Big Mac now. I, yeah, I'd be suicidal if you took Big Macs away from me. I know that. I'm just <laughs> Yes, I feel I feel a little bit bad for them. I feel a lot more bad for the people who are like our our McDonald's is open, but uh, we have to dodge the mortar well, shells to of, get there. Where Ukraine that goes without saying. So I'm yeah, I think in the grand scheme of things, Russia will be all right. They'll they'll figure out how to deal with their no Big Mac situation. But let me tell you what: if they ever close down, boy, I'm thinking there's a list for me of probably about ten or twelve establishments that if they closed down and said we're done, we cease operations. What's the number one that would hit you? The number hardest? one is Taco Bell. Without a doubt. Taco Bell, Taco here Bell, one day, gone the next. If, if Taco Bell tomorrow was like 
whoopsie, this has all been cat meat or something like all this time and we got caught, it was a big scandal and then they were just like, it's all gone, bye. They all shut down tomorrow. I don't care. Can I sign a waiver and say, I would, I would meat? be breaking in to say, get me to wherever you keep all that stuff because I'll still eat it and I want the Baja Blast. Zero, if you don't mind. But yeah, I'm, I'm, that would be my number one. I, what would yours be? Probably McDonald's. Largest, yeah. Yeah, because I'm, I'm a Big Mac slut. I love it. Ted, would yours, what would yours be? Because yeah, I don't know that you, I know you like McDonald's, but is that your number one? Probably Popeyes for Teddy, right? Maybe Popeyes, but I was thinking it's, it's probably McDonald's, even though I don't go there a lot. I think it, maybe it's just more of a mental thing. Just that knowing if, that it's there. If, sure. Exactly. It's comforting to yeah. know that it's there. And it's always been there yes, for us. Yes, it's always been there. This is, this is the level I'm talking about. I'm saying that if that restaurant went away, whatever it is for you, you would say you might you might consider calling into work and saying I'm going to need the rest of the week off just to process this. I'm going to need to plan. I was not prepared. Like I'm saying, Taco Bell is that much of a staple for me that I would probably have to truly and honestly consider where 27 percent of my meals are going to come from. I'm going to guess it's around that number. Joe Burrow saying things that make no sense. He was sacked 70 times last season, 51 in the regular season, 19 in the postseason. That leads the world. Yeah. Here's what he had to rough. say about, about it. This is on the Full Send podcast. Here's the thing about sacks. So there's good sacks and bad sacks. You look at the stats. Yeah, I got sacked a lot. But when you look at when they happened, third down sacks, who cares about third down sacks? I'm going to try to extend the play as long as I can to get the first down on third down. Unless I'm in field goal range, then I'll throw the ball away and get some points. All right, let's dive into that. Because he sounds a little bit like, what's the difference? Strikeout, an out's an out. Whether it's a strikeout or the ground out to the second baseman. No, there's a little bit more nuance to this. I know he had the caveat about if you're in field goal range, you don't want to take a sack. I don't think a sack's ever okay. Now, that's not to say that you can never get sacked. I mean, you're never going to never get sacked. That's not going to happen. But first of all, from the health standpoint, Joe, don't take unnecessary hits. Don't try and be a hero out there. Because your entire season, the success of your team's season, rests on your healthy knee and shoulder. So don't take unnecessary hits. But how many times did we look at Joe Burrow's sacks last year and say, well, that's a 10, 15-yard loss that even if you're not in field goal range, screwed the defense now because you've put the offense in better field position? Of course it makes a difference. Whether it's on first down or third down, a sack still sucks. Yeah, maybe maybe is that, I don't know if, maybe I'm misunderstanding what he's saying because maybe he's saying, yeah, like, it's not a big deal to get sacked on third down any more than it is first down because you're you're losing yardage and it's bad all around. Is maybe that a way to charitably maybe, read what he's saying? Maybe it's what he's saying. But but I I will I will argue. I mean, yeah, there are times where it's okay to take a sack, like if it's third and two, and you're not ten yards from the line of scrimmage, right? If you like can fight your way back to be a couple yards behind the line, and you get sacked, that's way better to me than if you drop back stand there for an hour and then get dropped 13 yards behind the line. And now it's a fourth and forever. Yeah, there's, there is a difference. There's, there's nuance to how you take a sack. We've certainly been frustrated at times, right? When we seen it with the Buckeyes, oddly enough, but you see it all over football where guys are running towards the sideline, looking to throw it downfield, can't find their guy. Instead of chucking it out of bounds, they just walk out and, and they take, take a loss. Like even if it's two or three yards, it's like, 
why did you need that? Just adding to the amount of yardage you have to now go get for no reason. There, there are dumb ones that don't make sense. In his world, though, I don't. Whatever he's saying here, the Bengals know they have to protect this guy better. You cannot have him getting hit as many times as he got last year. You're not going to get ten productive years of out of him like that. And he if needs, he's always getting hit like that, he needs to do a better job of recognizing that pressure and getting rid of the football too. I understand his mindset. What makes him great is him thinking he can make the play at any time. But you also want to take an unnecessary hit where you're lost for the season now. Yeah. It's, uh, <laughs> I don't under, I don't know that we need to go down this road just like we did with baseball of, Hey man, doesn't matter if you strike out or ground out or whatever. It's like, well, no, it does though. Cause if you put the ball in play, maybe a guy misplays it. That's, you can't misplay well, a strikeout. I mean, I guess you can. Moving a runner over and yeah, stuff like that. There's lots of other reasons why if you put the ball in play, good things can happen. Same thing here where it's like, yeah, I know you don't want to. Throwing the ball away, taking a sack two yards around the line, it's kind of similar, except one of those involves you getting hit, one of them doesn't. There are some other differences there. The feud between Mark Cuban and Lil Wayne amuses me. Are you aware of this? Oh, I'm very All right, very aware discuss of this. Coming up next, Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for a disabled vehicle blocking the right lane on the ramp to westbound I-70 from Route 315 southbound. It is still causing slowdowns in that area. Caution is advised in the meantime as they get things cleaned up. About a 15-minute backup is expected. This traffic report is sponsored by Staples Stores. Staples is your shipping solution for small business with packing and shipping supplies and services. Get 15% off UPS Ground and 20% UPS Express shipping services. Offer ends on the 28th. Visit staplesconnect.com slash services slash shipping for details. If you need to ship, ship at Staples. Only an array with fan traffic. Common Man here for Care Heating and Cooling. I'm a big fan of preventative maintenance. Something will eventually go wrong, and if you're not prepared, it is sure to cost you money. That's why I want you to sign up for a care plan. My guys at Care, make sure your heater and AC are running in tip-top shape, taking care of maintenance and staying on top of any potential issues. Surprises suck. Be prepared with a care plan. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust. Like a sports drink. But for that part of you that's thirsty for fart jokes. Back to Man and Bone. Would You Rather is coming up at 534. Send in your Would You Rather tweets at Man and Bone 971. Your chance to win fabulous prizes. Lil Wayne and Mark Cuban have traded insults like the NBA trades players amid the Western Conference semifinal faceoff between the Phoenix Suns and Cuban-owned Dallas Mavericks. I know what they mean, but when they say Cuban-owned, but to me, it's like Castro owns them. No, no. Whatever. Yeah, Mark Cuban owned Got them. It. Got it. As the two basketball teams duked it out in a seven-game series, which the Mavericks ultimately won, four games to three. Decade-old tensions arose on Twitter when Lil Wayne, who was longtime friends with Suns point guard Chris Paul, tweeted that Mavericks point guard Luka Doncic is a hoe during Game 4 on May 8th. More than a week later, Cuban fired back with an insult to Lil Wayne using the Grammy winner's own song lyric from the 2018 Bop Uproar. It's a blank show. Put you front row. Hashtag MFFL. I don't know what that means. I'm sure you can tell me. I don't know if I can. Okay. You can tell me after the show. Yeah. Lil Wayne didn't take much time to hit back at Cuban, tweeting a since-deleted comeback the following day. Mark Cuban 
Don't make me get you smacked, boy. You playing with me? I will miss, except replace the miss with a P, the M with got a P. It. We got it. Got it. <laughs> In your effing mouth, ho. Mm. All right. Now, uh, are you aware of the pre-drama that existed between these well, two? Well, I, I was because apparently Skip Bayless filled everybody in that the drama dates back to 2011. Per Bayless, Cuban and Lil Wayne were friends when uh, Wayne lived in Miami and was an avid Heats fan. He allegedly attended an after-party with Cuban where then-Miami Heat teammates LeBron and Dwayne Wade ultimately weren't too thrilled to see the rapper. Bayless says the party encounter led to Lil Wayne temporarily being banned from attending Miami Heat games. Hmm. Okay. So then that... What does that have to do with Mark Cuban, though? Uh, I'm guessing maybe he didn't feel like Mark Cuban stepped up enough didn't to have his back. defend him, I guess. All I know is this. The fact that Mark Cuban decided to tweet a Lil Wayne lyric... A week at, after the fact. Well, and it was with if I'm if I'm remembering the tweet correctly, because I know I've seen people posting this photo of Lil Wayne sitting front row at this game, and then that's where Mark Cuban is tweeting that lyric to him of like you were front row to watch Luka Doncic just go out there and dominate. Because mm-hmm. apparently he was like he was in with the Suns on this round, so he was there to watch the Suns, and then they lost. So that's that's part of where some of this latest salvo comes from. I just find all of this to be incredibly interesting because I'm going to go out on a limb and say there are not a lot of owners, as much as I think Mark Cuban is a tool sometimes, there are not a lot of owners in sports who would be able to reference a lyric from Lil Wayne and then properly contextualize it in some way against Lil Wayne after some stuff was said about a player that's on their team. No, that's fine. Maybe don't wait a week, though. Yeah, you got to be a little quicker than that. Well, right, maybe... Because I'm sure he had someone say it to him. It took him a week to take the t-shirt off that he was wearing during the game. It's That's a process to peel off the smediums that he likes to wear. I think you and I should just start referring to everybody that we encounter as hoes. Hmm. Why would we do well, that? Well, Lil Wayne seems to be... Everybody's a hoe for little, Lil Wayne. Yeah, well, I... It's the new hip thing. I know, but that that's like, you know what I should do? I should like stick my tongue out when I play basketball. It's like, that's Michael Jordan doing that. He's cool to do that. You're not, because you're not Michael Jordan. Like, I can't get away with stuff Lil Wayne can get I away get, with. I can get some not... fourth graders drawing my face if you want. I can be Lil Wayne. No, that's not that's not why he's popular, because he has face tattoos. That's because he's popular because of the music he makes. I'm just saying, we're not anywhere cool enough to make those. We're not able to call, walk around, call people ho. I can call people ho if I want. You can be. You Good. Go ahead. Go, I'm done stopping you. You're right. Go right ahead and try it and see how that goes for you. I know I'm not cool enough to do that, so I'm not going to bother. That doesn't stop you from doing a lot of stuff. What do you mean? Like what? What am I doing? You're right. I would say you're a forty year old man sitting here in a Sunderland jersey right now. Yeah, do forty, forty year olds not wear soccer jerseys? Well, I'm, I'm I'm just saying. If, like if we're to, going down, like if soccer. we're going down the cool level, I'm not saying it's cool. I'm saying let me live. I let you live. You what wear your I soccer doing? jersey. I'll go out and call I'm, people hoes. That's <laughs> how is that the same thing? I'm saying I'm not cool enough to pull off that. I'm not saying I'm cool enough to pull off a soccer jersey. I'm just wearing a soccer jersey because I like soccer. You should be encouraging my passion. Your passion, yes, for calling everyone my, my creativity. Okay, why can't I be Lil Wayne? Go, go ahead. I'm not stopping you. What do you want from me? I'm just saying. I don't think it's going to go well. You know what? 
if if I said I'm going to go try out for Sunderland, that's maybe where I would expect you to no, step I'm in and say, encourage you. buddy, I don't think that's going to work out for you. I think you should try out, and I'll be your coach, <laughs> and I'll just start <laughs> calling you a hoe the entire okay. time. <laughs> that will spur you on to greatness. You should. You should do that. I My agree. Guy. If okay. you've missed anything from the first two hours of the program, we got you covered with the rundown coming up. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. You'll find some slowdowns out there on I-71 northbound between I-70 and East Broad Street. Traffic is slow in that area. You'll also find delays on 71 southbound between 5th Avenue and East Broad Street. This traffic report is sponsored by Fresh Dime Market. Get real about flavor and freshness at your local Fresh Dime Market. This week, save on six ounces of raspberries to blackberries. Just two for $3 now through May 24th. Get real. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. Common Man here for care, heating, and cooling. I'm a big fan of preventative maintenance. Something will eventually go wrong, and if you're not prepared, it is sure to cost you money. That's why I want you to sign up for a care plan. My guys at Care, make sure your heater and AC are running in tip-top shape, taking care of maintenance and staying on top of any potential issues. Surprises suck. Be prepared with a care plan. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com. When you need a company you can trust. Murdering brain cells one show at a time. Back to Man and Bone. Happy Thursday. Would You Rather is coming up at 534. Send in your Would You Rather tweets at Man and Bone 971. Your chance to win fabulous prizes. We've been so knee-deep in uh, hoes and... (laughs) We have? Nick Saban, Mm. Jimbo Fisher, Mm. that we forgot to mention that today the PGA Championship starts up. Matt Kuchar update. Cooch! They're in Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. How's Cooch doing? Cooch, he shot a three under par 67 today. Oh. So he's just two shots back at the leader, Rory McElroy. How about so that? good day for Cooch in Oklahoma. Good day for Cooch. Oklahoma, where Matt Cooch roams. Is that it? No? No. Okay. Never do that again? Got it. Thank you. I've never been to Oklahoma, but I just, I envision lots of cattle. Mm, I don't, I mean, in the and city or like, no, yeah, obviously in the yes, country. In, in the city as well. Downtown, they just have. Well, you never know where you go, right? Huge some cows. Some cities, they do that. And in tumbleweeds. I just think of tumbleweeds. Yeah, it's probably, I mean, it's a lot of flat land, a lot of grassland, a lot of cows, a lot of cattle ranches. Pioneer woman, Oklahoma. Yeah. Is that where she is? Yeah. Okay. I know she's in Pawhuska. But I don't remember. <laughs> like how you remember I that, remember Pahuska, but you, don't, you don't remember Oklahoma. But I don't remember if that's in Oklahoma or some other state that I... Again, I am elitist about some states in the United States, even though I, yes, know that I live in Ohio. Like, I know there are people in New York and San Francisco who do that to Ohio, but I look at Oklahoma as like, oof, I don't know how there. I know they do it for Ohio. Why can't we do it for them? No, no, no. I'm saying I do that with Oklahoma. Like, I look at Oklahoma and go, oof, I don't know how you do that. Like, I just, I don't know. Right, but I grew up in Columbus, so to me, I don't. I didn't grow up in the country. I don't know how they do it for this reason. Now it's you know very hot there, not a lot of trees. This is what I'm assuming. No, I think I'm assuming there's not a a good instinct in the entire state of Oklahoma, the treeless state of Oklahoma. Right? You know what they have all the time there is like the the tornadoes and the the threat of tornadoes. And why is that? I would have nervous poos every single day. No trees, too flat. 
Got to have some forest to break things up, right? I don't think that's necessarily. No, I, that's definitely it. I think it's the the weather coming off of the mountains and <laughs> all that. Yes, I think so. I'm, I'm pretty sure you're I, right. I, on I don't that. know who the hell knows. No, I think you're more right than I was. I will say though, I I have. I don't remember we when I was a little kid drove from Ohio to Arizona. Mm-hmm. Like I've I've actually done that twice. I think before I was seven. So one of the trips I don't remember because I was too young to remember it. But one I was definitely like kindergarten age. And I got to tell you, I remember being in that car and looking outside. And again, there's no tablet. There's no DVD player. Sure, you're looking out the window. I'm looking out the window going, this is all interesting and new for like the first few states. Then I remember at some point looking out and going like, this looks like the same thing I've been seeing for like days. Yeah. And I said, where are we? Where are we right now? My dad said, we're in Oklahoma. And I said, I don't want to be here. Never want to be here again. I don't think I've ever gone back. I mean, I, I didn't purposely go back. Unless I was drunk and dragged there somehow, I don't remember ever being in Oklahoma since then. I'm going to say that I'm going to live and die and never get to Oklahoma. Would you go to the Pioneer Woman? Like, let's say you got an invite to the ranch to go, like, hang out with her and she will, like, cook a meal. No, you get I to don't care. Be, no? No, I don't care. I'd go for, I'd go for Pioneer You'd Woman. You'd go all the way out? I know you'd teleport and just have the meal, but you would travel all the way out there? Buddy, believe it or not. This conversation has happened in the Bone Casa where we have talked about going not with an invite to just go check out. She's got stores in little town of Pahuska. You are not. No, I'm not. What is the matter with but you? But I'm in a marriage and it's a partnership. No, And it's occasionally not. she goes with me to soccer not games. Not when someone's crazy. No, she goes to a soccer games that are not her favorite thing. So, where are the soccer games? Depends. We've been... <laughs> been to a few places mostly columbus well okay are the soccer games in oklahoma no but she didn't go every week you know i'm just saying this is like she said maybe sometime if we're ever thinking of going down to texas or something maybe we could drive through Why you going to texas that's a whole other story because we want to go to a bat cave outside of san antonio oh i forgot she loves the bats she loves bats so we're, we want to do a bat trip and on the way back hit pahuska okay or wherever that place is if we're lucky, we'll throw in a Chip and Joanna Gaines and go to Waco and, I don't know, see the compound, whichever one you want to Man, put in you there. Are, you are doing all the <laughs> suburban white people things, aren't you? <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> You're only allowed to go if you meet the pioneer woman. No, I and agree. And you, to her face, call her a hoe. That's the only, <laughs> that's the only I, I way. I love Pioneer Woman. Why would I call here's her a what ho? I love. First of all, here's what I love about Lil now, Wayne's lad, usage lad of I might have. I might say something to Lad. Well, sure, call him a hoe because I would. Th- th- it's gender neutral. I think I could fight Lad. I'm, you know what? I'm not oh, over. I don't know about that. No, I, well, I'm He's not, a real, he'll tie up like a I'm little what? calf. I'm not a little calf. I'm a full grown man. I know. Let's I, go, Lad. He handles huge cows. I think he can handle them. No, he you. doesn't handle them. He smacks little oars at them and they run away from him and then he murders them. I'm saying, lad, put me out there. Get your horse. Get off your horse. Get your lasso oh, put I away. Know what we do? Get get your horse. <laughs> no, get off your horse and come. Let's fight me like a man. Winner gets all your land. Let's go. I'm. You know what? I'm taking lad. Good. All right. No guns. That, no, man, who cares? Oh, hand to hand. Let's go, lad. I'm not a bale of hay. Not just dead weight you can throw around. Man, Make I, this happen. So you you like Pioneer Woman? But I would fight Lad. You apparently hate the husband. 
Yeah, because I don't wow. think he appreciates what she does. Because she's always like, here you go, lad. I made this chocolate cake. It took me nine hours to set all this. I got the confectionery sugar, not just the regular sugar. And he's like, that's great. I got to go in my truck now. And he just jumps in. Man. And he just ignores wow. her. He's a hardworking man. He's out in the fields oh, all day. Yeah. Rattling up cattle, wrangling, rest, rustling up cattle. Wrangling, is that what you're saying? Wrangling. He's cattle. wrangling cattle. Yeah. Does he do that? I, I've seen him put his children through a lot of that. I see his kids doing that. I see his old man doing a lot of that. Man, just saying. I didn't know. Lad looks like he's way. just kind of the manager standing out there telling everybody what to do. That's what I'm uh, saying. The hoe. Who me or lad? I agree with you on one of those. <laughs> this and is it's my new me. favorite word. And it's me. It's absurd. It's my new favorite word. Common Man and T Bones, the rundown. The rundown. Nick Saban decided to start a fight. He was talking to, uh, I was going to say Alabama dignitaries, but <laughs> that's not. <laughs> He's talking to a room full that of hoes actually, last I'm night. going to see them next week at Ace of Cups. Alabama dignitaries. Mm-hmm. They're a great band. They're awesome. Uh, he said, We were second in recruiting last year, AM was first. A&M bought every player on their team, made a deal for name, image, and likeness. We didn't buy one player, but I don't know if we're going to be able to sustain that in the future because more and more people are doing it. He kept talking about how Alabama did it the right way and other teams were cheating the system by using their money. Uh, Jimbo Fisher responded with a pretty intense press conference today. Here is his opening statement. First of all, I'll say it's a shame that we have to do this, it's really despicable. It's despicable that somebody can say things about somebody and an organ. More importantly, 17-year-old kids. You're taking shots at 17-year-old kids and their families. They broke state laws. They're all money. We bought every player on this group. We never bought anybody. No rules were broken. Nothing was done wrong. It was all in the, and the way we do things, the ethics in which we do things. And these families, it's despicable that a reputable head coach could come out and say this when he doesn't get his way or things don't go his way. The narcissist in him doesn't allow those things to happen. And it's ridiculous. But when, when he's not on top and the parody in college football he's been talking about, go talk to coaches who coach for him. You'll find out all the parody. Go dig into wherever he's been. You can find out anything. And it's a shame that you got to sit here and defend 17-year-old kids and families and Texas A&M because we do things right. We're always going to do things right. But we're, not, we're always going to be here. We're doing a heck of a job. These coaches have done a great job. Our players have done a great job. The whole organization of recruiting people. It's despicable that we got to set at this level of ball and, and say these things to defend the people of this organization, the kids, 17-year-old kids and their families. It's amazing. All right. How old are these kids again? They're I, don't seven, think he, I don't think he hit kids. on that enough. By the way, old kids. Mike Gundy, take a bow. Your, your time in the spotlight is perhaps greatest college football reign of all time has ended. Why? Jimbo no, Jimbo Fisher just took over. That are you there was so many like I'm a man I'm 40. I'm last, a man. I'm 40. That lasted a long time. Jimbo has now surpassed. He has I don't know if you have that one, but he has one where he says, "Why well, you check you call that man God? Go check on God. See how it did his deals." Like I mean we're never going to top this. I don't feel like. No, but I I love the hillbillies fighting with each other. I don't have a dog in this fight. I think they're both terrible. I think Jimbo's a, probably a cheat and a piece of crap, and I'm sure Nick Saban's the same. I don't understand why Nick Saban felt it necessary. That's to, the weirdest part. Well, of this, that's right? the thing: is that Nick, what are what are we doing here? 
we're all in the sausage business, right? Uh, I the mean, sausage has been out for a while. Yeah, that's everyone's, what I mean. everyone's gotten a tour of the factory. You don't you don't think that there are little extras, a little above and beyond that that you use to entice these seventeen year old kids to go to Alabama? Of course there is. Maybe it's the car dealership money. I mean, he said it himself. They handed out $3 million worth of NIL money last year. Oh, that that's another hilarious aspect of this. Nick Saban is calling out all the hypocrisy and players are getting paid and all this stuff. You said earlier it's like a movie, except Hollywood would never make it because one of the key figures in it is a guy going, I got to tell you, I don't like this guy. And then they'd say, what's that character's name? Jimbo? Get the hell out of here. There's no that's way we're doing believable. that. But the other part of it that's unbelievable is the coach who's saying, no, I take the high road. We don't do that around here. Now, let me go cut some commercials for Nick Saban Mercedes-Benz, which has dealerships all over the South. Yeah. The guy literally runs car dealerships, and he's out there saying, I think there's too much money in college football. We got to watch out. Okay. It's just one walking cliche down there in the South, isn't it? Now, Nick Saban did respond today, and we will get into that on tomorrow's show. Or should we do it next? I don't know. Oh, whatever. We can get into it. We can talk about it tomorrow. We, uh, All right, you well, know, I'm guessing tomorrow we'll have Deion Sanders stuff to talk about because he has said he's going to respond some point today, right, too. Okay. So. All right, we'll get into some Nick Saban coming up next. Common Man and T-Bones, The Rundown. The Rundown. You're right. Have we not heard from Deion today? Not that I've seen. I know as of like a few hours ago, it was still... I'm going to respond. I don't know. Maybe if, unless Ted saw something, I have not. But we'll keep an eye on that too. Because Nick Saban did talk about Deion Sanders, and he went after of all things. He went after Jackson State, paying like, a kid a million dollars to go there. Yeah, and again, how old's a kid? I'm going to guess he's seventeen. Seventeen year old kid. Maybe, maybe he's well. Maybe he's eighteen years old. I don't know. Who? Jimbo. Who's talking about seventeen-year-olds breaking state law too? No, no, I don't. No think, one don't said think, anything did, about that. Nick Saban said a lot of things that were. To me, hilariously over the top and crazy, but he did not say they got seventeen year old kids breaking the law over there. Not like here at Bama. Like he never said that. He said that you paid them to come play there. I did see that the SEC disciplined both of them today. You and you know what? That's harsh. <laughs> yeah, it's real harsh. Here's here's the thing. It's not going to stop any of them from doing this again. I hope it doesn't. I'm going to tell you right now that Jimbo Fisher, as soon as he saw that statement came out, he called up Greg Sankey's office and tore the paint off the walls with whatever he was saying on the phone. Because I'm sure Jimbo Fisher's saying, how in the hell am I getting reprimanded when that guy put me on the spot? Like, that guy said something. You didn't want me to respond to that? And you're like, weak ass, we're going to just... Hey, everybody's getting reprimanded. That's not going to fly. I could just see him losing his mind. If that's how mad he was over it being insinuated that he paid the players, then the SEC comes out and says, yeah, you're both getting the same punishment, which is nothing. I I bet he, I don't know if he's more mad about Saban getting nothing or him getting lumped into the punishment, but either way, I'm sure he was mad. Well, Nick Saban uh, did something that I have not seen him do, and that is show some vulnerability today. We'll talk about it next. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good afternoon. Watch out for a disabled vehicle blocking the right lane of I-70 Westbound after Route 315. Police are on scene trying to get things cleaned up. Please be very careful over here. Plan on some backups for quite some time. Traffic report is sponsored by Staples Store. Staples has your workspace covered with furniture and organizational items curated by Staples Work From Home Styling Squad. 
Hi, Normal. Now get 25% off storage and filing products, chair mats, decor, and lighting with the purchase of a desk or office chair. In-store only offer ends on the 28th Staples, the working and learning store. With an assist from Normal, I'm Leanna Ray with Fan Traffic. Oh, hello. I was talking to my annoying friend, Duchess Kumquat. She was retelling a very dramatic story about how her and Lord Beaverqueef were stuck sleeping in a very hot room because their janky air conditioning unit took a crapola. They were so hot and sweaty, it took them out of the mood for getting hot and sweaty. Don't be like Kumquat and Beaverqueef. Call my friends at Care Heating and Cooling. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company Beaverqueef can trust. Picture a sports talk show, but without all those pesky sports getting in the way. Back to Man and Bone. Would You Rather is coming up at 534. Send in your Would You Rather tweets at Man and Bone 971. Your chance to win fabulous prizes. Had some uh, baseball today. Reds beat the Guardians 4-2, to Teddy. Oh, hey. So what happens with the cup now? Because I know you care so much about it. Well, it stays with the uh, Guardians because oh. they have won the series most recently. So a tie stays with the team. So they tied the series this year, but they don't get a hold of the cup. I think if they tie, it should actually have to go to the Clippers. Just being <laughs> the other baseball team in the state. I know they're affiliated with the Guardians, yeah, but that's not you just right. be able to like leave it in the middle of the state to say, Why all right, next we, year nah, someone can like pick that. this up. Why are we satisfied with ties in baseball? All right? Ties are okay in other sports, not okay with baseball. Yeah. All we have is gimmicks now. Runner on second base to start extras. You told me, I don't believe you, but you told me this cup is a big deal to you. It is, yes. You're full of crap. But if it's a big deal, after the game, series is tied, go out there, home run derby. Oh, yeah. For, yeah. Just for the cup. For it the cup. It doesn't matter for the game. actual no. records. Yeah. For the cup, home run derby. You know what? I wouldn't actually... I think that'd be a great thing. If you're out at the ballpark yeah. anyway, it's a series where, yeah, it's not a historical rivalry. But to determine who gets to take this trophy home, all right, you won this game, so now we do have to have it settled. Let's do home run derby. One inning, one inning. You, you get 10 pitches. Who hits what out? And, it, and you pick your pitcher from your own team, just like a regular home run derby. It doesn't have to be seven rounds like they do at the All-Star game, right? You can no. just have a guy from each team, your best hitter that's available. It has to be available on that roster that day. He goes out, takes 10 BP pitches, and see what happens. There you go. All right, lots of scuttlebutt. Nick Saban calling out Jimbo Fisher in Texas A&M last night. Jimbo Fisher came back today and went scorched earth on Nick Saban. How dare you? Nick Saban's a bad guy. People think he's God. Look into how God runs his program. Nick Saban responded today. He went on radio. What did Nick have to say? Um, He had quite a few things to say, so... Uh, first of all, he apologized about the about what was said yesterday. He had a he apologized for singling out Texas A and M. Yeah, he he said my uh, I don't know why I can't find the first quote here. He said I should have never singled anyone out. That was a mistake. I apologize for that. Okay, 
Then he said, it's the whole system, and this is and is this a sustainable system, and is it good for college football? Um, he also said, my concern is college football in general. I think a lot of us are concerned about it. People want to understand what's happening in college football, why players are transferring and getting money to do so. Uh, then back to Jimbo Fisher and Deion Sanders, he said, I reached out to them. I never got a response. I feel bad about it. I'm not changing my philosophy. I look at the betterment of college football. Uh, then he went into the the booster collectives. He said, if alumni give money or money is raised through a collective to give to a player, that's no different than alumni giving the player money. The collective becomes a representative of the school, and you can't do that. He then also said about the name, image, and likeness stuff, I really wasn't saying anyone did anything illegal in using name, image, and likeness. That was something assumed by what I said. It's not what I meant. Well, hey, Nick, and again, I don't have a dog in this fight, but choose your words better next time. Because when you go out there and you say Texas A&M bought their whole team, how are you supposed to imply that? Yeah, I would you think... You knew what you were doing. Yeah, I... He, he has gone on in further comments, basically what he said to clarify this more was, my problem isn't with the the people doing this, it's with the collectives. He's saying the problem is the collectives and not name, image, and likeness. Like I said earlier, I we, we talked about this in the 3 o'clock hour. I said back then, Nick Saban is not mad that players, air quotes, choose Alabama for its football programs, classic endeavors, whatever, and then after they get on campus... Somebody from the local pizza place goes, hey, I'd like to give you $50,000. You're a really good player. Will you endorse my product? And they go, oh, sure. That's that's the system Nick Saban wants you to believe is name, image, and likeness. And that's what he wants you to believe is all it should be. And he wants you to believe he's never done anything different than that. The reality is, it's probably not the case. But that's what he's railing against with Jimbo Fisher. And Jimbo Fisher is saying, hey, that's exactly what we did. <laughs> we We just... You know, we had a group of people who knew they wanted to be involved with the football program, and then we picked these players, and they came here, and then those guys were like, cool, they're here now, let's give them money. But we didn't induce them to come here with the money. It's it's all a semantics argument, isn't it, a bit? Like, you're, you're arguing about when these guys took the name, image, and likeness check, and if that's the main reason they came to school. I don't think Nick Saban expected any blowback on this. I think that's why we're seeing a, a rare glimpse of vulnerability today. Because Nick Saban's not known to apologize to a lot of people. And I just for me, for my entertainment, I want to see it go. Oh, yeah. I, I, I hope that Jimbo... I, my worst nightmare is Jimbo Fisher comes out tomorrow and says, Oh, shucks, I'm sorry. I lost my temper too. Shimmer, shammer, shimmer, shammer. <laughs> I hope that doesn't happen. Right. I hope that they keep going at each other. It actually makes me upset that Nick Saban's apologizing. I hope Jim. I hope Jimbo holds another press conference tomorrow. Where he's like, "That's exactly what a loser would say." Well, because Jimbo kept like, I just saying, to "Keep it going today." Just, just ask any coach to work for him. You'll see how the sausage is made. Well, Jimbo, you work for him. Go right. Lay it out there. Come on, you you can say Jimbo. So tomorrow, I would like a PowerPoint presentation <laughs> as to how Nick Saban makes the sausage. Yeah, but that's the reality. The Reason you're probably not going to get that from Jimbo Fisher is because Jimbo Fisher learned that playbook from Nick Saban. And now they all have to pretend like, oh, I don't do that. He does that, but I don't. Mm -mm, That's not me. No, you're all doing it. You're all. Nick Saban found a way to do name, image, and likeness before it was out in the open. Jimbo Fisher actually said that earlier this year, if I'm not mistaken. Right? He said something to the effect of. Hey, this all used to be under the table. Now it's up above the table. Hey, how you doing? Like he he was kind of acknowledging 
We used to get we all boosters. Did this. And the boosters would... Well, but there's there's been bag men in the SEC for years. We've known that. It's been reported on extensively. There's no one gives a name. Everywhere. Sure. Yeah, it's not the SEC. It's everywhere. Every college football program, take that how you will, has bag men or some equivalent where the money get. But how does that work? In every article you read about that stuff, it's car dealership guy or or guy who runs a local restaurant or guy who is just a huge booster who made his money elsewhere and he just has a bunch of money to throw around. Contacts. So far, Nick Saban's two of those three things. Well, true enough, right. Uh, that guy contacts guy who isn't that but doesn't mind handling the money. That guy then finds out whose aunt or sister or mom or cousin or whatever needs something and then they go out and buy it and drop it off at their house. Like there's stories of, you know, uh, grandma and grandpa who raised a kid who was a big time recruit. They had an issue with their washer and dryer being broke. And the recruit mentioned this on his visit. And the next thing you know, a day or two later, a washer and dryer magically showed up at their house and was installed for them. They didn't know who it came from. The repairman or the guy installing it didn't know who it came from. He just said, I was told to bring this here and it's no charge. And here you go. Have a nice day. That's how this used to go. Now, Nick Saban's mad that he can't just be that guy. The recruits are just going to get the money directly from the boosters. You've cut out the middleman, who in this case is a multi-million dollar head coach. Keep fighting. I hope Lane Kiffin texts Jimbo Fisher right now. Hey, Jimbo, how you doing? Oh, man, he apologized. He's all right. That's not what he just told me. Mm-hmm. He just called me and said all sorts of things about your wife. <laughs> I want Lane Kiffin to keep stirring oh, this up. Oh, he needs to keep it going, doesn't he? I, I want I want this to be continuing for the rest of... I want it to... They play in like 150 days. I'm looking forward to it. That game, I want to... I want... I want full coverage. I want all the camera angles. I want the extra channels with the other coaches sitting around critiquing everything. I want the full coverage from ESPN. Would you rather, coming up next, Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good evening. Watch out for heavy slowdowns on I-70 westbound after Route 315. A disabled vehicle blocking the right lane. Traffic is bumper to bumper and still continues to build. Police are on scene trying to get things cleaned up, but please be very careful in the meantime. Thank you. This traffic report is sponsored by Mattress Firm. Junk sleep got you down. The sleep experts at Mattress Firm can help. Get a king bed for clean price and save up to $500 off during the best Memorial Day sale ever. Plus, get a free adjustable base with qualifying purchase. You're crazy cat lady. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. The podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. I end every commercial the same way, telling you to hire care when you need a company you can trust. It's not just a slogan. It's the Care Creed with arms wide open. The way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you, the customer, at the end of every interaction with Care. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Pondering life's stupid questions. What if uh, C-A-T really spelled dog? It's time for Would You Rather. The best Would You Rather, according to us, gets a $50 gift card to the Walrus. Pecan pennies and the Walrus are thanking firefighters, nurses, teachers, anyone with a badge. Show your badge, any badge. To receive an employee discount. Bone, are you ready? I am ready. Jordan says, my guys. Thank you, Ted. Thank you, Ted. You suck. Would you rather take Leanna's vacation to New Orleans in the swamp with little lizards, crawdads, and maybe some gators? Or experience the pee on yourself and get beads part of New Orleans? 
Both options are a week long in the middle of hot and sticky summer, and you must participate every day. Well, give me beads and pee. I don't care. I mean, as long as I don't have to get in the water with the gators, if I just get to like look at them from afar, I'd, I'd do the... No, uh, in the swamp. swamp. No, you're in the swamp, but you got a guide who's like, oh, hey, there's a gator over there. I don't want to get eaten alive, right? I think Leanna was in the water. Ah, that's fine. I'm just saying as long... Yeah, I'll do that as long as someone can tell me where the gators are. T-Bone's underboob sweat, says my guys. Vicky the Punchline Donkey on Cool 97.1. Would you rather have access to a private jet, but Harrison Ford is your pilot? Or would you rather get to eat for free at your favorite drive-thru, but get whatever they give you? He says in parentheses, what they throw into the bag. Are you not familiar? Oh, with what's in the bag? With what's in the bag. This is my dream come true. Yeah, I would actually, for free. And it's free. So I I could either, I mean, I guess the private jet part of it is nice. but super nice. Harrison Ford is my pilot, and I'm probably going to crash and die. Or I get to eat free fast food anytime you want, and it's just I'll when you pull that. up there and you really want, like you really want a Big Mac. And today they're like, "Sorry, you're getting a chicken sandwich." That's what we decided. That's still That's good. All right, I'll, I'll do it. that. Yeah. Uh, Bacon House. Some early onions. He says, "My guys, would you rather once a month get kicked in the balls, or the old boss of the station comes back to run it? Kicked in the balls. You know what? I'd sign up for kicked in the balls every day." Why Screw your once a month. Why do you, why do you want it every day? I well, don't I'm saying if that's what I needed to do to keep the old boss away, yeah, I that's guess. what I would I just, do. I don't know. I don't care about any job enough to like get kicked in the balls. <laughs> you will when you realize you're qualified to do no other job. <laughs> that's fair enough. Uh, swing pin, says my guy. Would you rather go completely vegan for the rest of your life? Or have an exorcism performed on you by creepy priest on random day once a year for the rest of your life. Oh, give me that one. That'd be fun. Once a... A creepy priest does an exorcism? Yeah, that's fine. I don't know what's in the... uh, I'll go vegan. I'm doing that. I don't want to... Nope. I don't want to mess with any of that. Well, the the priest is going to help you. How's he going to help me? Well, he's doing an exorcism. Yes, but that that, that, that has been shown that's not even a real thing. Like, well, then what do you care? Do it's, it. It's creepy and weird, and I got to do it every month? No, once a year. Oh, once a year. Still, still, I don't want it. I'll go vegan. Let's go. All right. Uh, Russell says, my guys. Ah, ah, ah. Would you rather be the star of an episode of Dr. Pimple Popper? Or my 600-pound life. Give me a huge goiter. I'd rather have that. I mean, it's yours, so you don't necessarily have to look at what she's doing to get all that out of there, right? Mm -hmm. Whereas I don't want to Probably feels pretty good to get that stuff squeezed out. Yeah, once it's done, then, I mean, you'd have to live with it for a little bit till the show comes and tapes the episode, but then it'd be gone. So I guess I'd take that. Toxic B asks, would you rather live with your doppelganger, but you guys have very different personalities... Or live with the opposite sex version of yourself. I hate myself. I don't want to live with a version of myself. I'll take the doppelganger. Yeah, I'd go doppelganger too. Be weird. But hopefully that person, I don't know, they're opposite of me. Maybe they'd be very active and like out and doing things and then I'd never see them. Braden says, my chums. That was all about Cox. Fletcher Cox. You two host with each other's parents while that host is gone. He says, i.e., T-Bone does the show with Common Man's parents. I get it. Yeah. And vice versa. Or would you rather, same scenario, but you host with your each other's kids. 
So I have to host the show with your kids. You have to host yeah, the show yeah, yeah. with my kid. I wouldn't, not that I would have anything against hosting with Samantha, because I'm mm, sure she would have lots funny. to say. She'd be great. Here's something going on. I would I would enjoy talking to your parents to get their perspective on a think. lot of... St- no, I know. I would. It's only one time, though, right? So I would like to find out some of the other stuff that went on, and I want to hear... I actually really only want to have them on just to talk about Mugsy's Leaper. <laughs> so that's... that's. I'd have a lot of questions. We'd spend an hour uh, on Mugsy's Leaper. Uh, Hash Brown says, my guys. Oh, yes. Would you rather never have to shower again but smell like you did? So, fine. Or every time you poo, there's no wiping. So what's your bigger burden? Taking a shower and cleaning yourself, which you'd never have to do again. Or wiping after a number two. I would take the no wiping. Really? I enjoy a good shower. I like cleansing myself. Yeah. Well, I mean, I like it too because of the result, but it takes takes time. No, I don't mind. I like it. What am I doing? What do you mean, what are you doing? Life. Got nah, stuff to do. You know what? You just stay in the shower all day? No, nah, I didn't stay in the shower all day, but I take 20 minutes. I enjoy myself. Yeah. I'd, I'd now. Nah. Other things happen in the shower sometimes. What's the problem? <laughs> <laughs> That's a solo shower? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Come on. What are we talking right. about? I don't know how wild <laughs> things are getting over there. I had no idea. Chip dip. Says my guys. Chubby time. Would you rather have a slap fight tournament with all the SEC coaches? Or completely eradicate the southern accent for 10 years. Slap fight tournament. I'm trying to think because uh, Coach O's not in there anymore. No. There's, there's still got to be. Who do you be. think would win the slap fight? See, that's what I'm trying to do in the head. In my head is like, who is the biggest, toughest hombre that's still in the SEC as a head coach? Drawing a blank right now. But I, you know what? I don't want to do a slap fight thing. I'd rather just no southern accent. Yeah, fine. Nate says, would you rather have to rotate your tires yourself before you drive anywhere or have your horn honking the whole time you drive? Well, horn honking. Yeah, I don't know. I'd, I'd get pretty good at rotating the tires. I'd probably be able to do it in like 15 minutes. Really? Get the right, well, if you get the, like, get the little tool to like, like, I'd buy one of those. Yeah. That's what and it's then, called. You, yeah, go to the, you go to the auto parts store and say, hey, can you point me in the direction of the zoo, zoo, I didn't know if I said I'd get a pneumatic pump and an zoo, air zoo. gun that you'd be like, oh, I know exactly what that is. Thank you for sharing. But I had to do sound effects for you. Uh, Pleasure Sauce says, <laughs> my hose. You're going to see Graham, Cox. I mean, they're all just going to be like, hey, I got him. No, I got him. I want that sack. Would you rather have ringside seats for a Jimbo Fisher and Nick Saban cage match? Or be able to deprive anybody anywhere of McDonald's for life. Ooh. I don't want to do that. Oh, I would. I'll put uh, Jimbo and Nick Saban in a cage match. That's a gift that keeps on giving. I would enjoy that very much. But here's what you're not thinking of. When you get to McDonald's and you're in the drive-thru line and the person in front of you is going, um, do you? have turkey sandwiches they're like no this is mcdonald's oh well you had them last time and it's like mm, we've never had those okay like that person i want them to get through their order and then instantly deprived of mcdonald's and they, well, they I have want to, that like, person to, out. to vaporize i get it but at least then it's like they would i could ban them from ever having mcdonald's again so they wouldn't ruin everybody else's day i would actually enjoy just for that specific type of instance where the person doesn't know how to order I pick a winner. I mean, there's so many more that I, I can't get to. We have some good ones. Well, I see them. I just can't get to them. The last one I'm going to go with, uh, Pleasure Sauce is going to win. Pleasure Sauce is going to win? They were, 
they were all over it today, Mike. All over it. They got it right. They nailed it. Good job. Got some on your chest. No, I said they were all over the question. Like, tool, oh, the, the, the oh. would you rather was the, oh, theirs was the you, best. It was the best would you rather. I they, see. They were all over. Like, they were on it. They got it. They got the idea. They did a good job. Okay. Congratulations. Pleasure Sauce gets a $50 gift card to the Walrus. Walrus. Never mind. I'm just going to. Back page coming back up. Away. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good evening. You'll find that earlier disabled vehicle has cleared from 270 Westbound at Route 315. All lanes have reopened, but traffic is still slow as it recovers. Plan on some residual backups from US 23 North Side. Starting report is sponsored by Fresh Time Market. Get real about flavor and freshness at your local Fresh Time Market. This week's save on certified Angus beef bone and New York strip steak, just $6.99 a pound. Now through May 24th, get real. I'm Leanna Ray with fan traffic. The podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. I end every commercial the same way, telling you to hire care when you need a company you can trust. It's not just a slogan. It's the Care Creed with arms wide open. The way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you, the customer, at the end of every interaction with Care. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. Buckeye Show coming up at the top of the hour. The fine host of the Buckeye Show, your friend and mine, Timmy Hall. Hello, Timmy. Oh, hello, you guys. Man Bone, happy Thursday. Happy Thursday, indeed. What was I going to say to you? I had something to say. Did it involve ping pong? No. Did it involve crazy college football coaches? No. Hmm. This Pleasure, is a good game it, that we're playing. Did it involve <laughs> pleasure sauce in any way? <laughs> right. no? Yes, it did involve. Oh, okay, good. Pleasure sauce. Good. Uh, I'm glad. Did it? Uh, did it involve my overall attitude in general today? Today, you had poor attitude today. <laughs> Why do you have a poor attitude? What is, what is, bad body language today. What is, I, bad body language. Oh, bad body again, language. This, look, this is ping look, pong. Look, any to any time, I am on the afternoon update shift. And I'm not around to play as many mid-show ping-pong games? No, Here's my problem with you. And you know what I'm going to say. You and my wife have the same concept of time. Mm -hmm. When she tells me five minutes, it is a minimum 30 minutes. Minimum. And you are the same way. My five minutes was maybe nine minutes. No, you know what? It was not nine minutes. It was a minimum of 15. Oh, no. So then tell me 15. I said 10 minutes is what I I said. I didn't say five. You didn't say 10. You couldn't hear me. There was a heavy glass door I didn't have to hear you. You you gave me five fingers you put up in the air. My second hand was up. (laughs) There were two hands. My second hand. I know you meant... Of two hands, but I thought the, like your hand is now like a clock, where you have a minute hand and a second hand. That's what I got out of that. <laughs> I want, I just, I want to play. We need to come in on a Saturday or a Sunday, no, we and don't. just play for three hours. Let me stop well, you. You don't, right. you don't stop have you right to bone. there, right? Yeah, bone. Why would you? Don't why would you us? come into work when you don't have to work? Why would you do that? Well, we're not working. We're, we're playing we're ping pong, hanging out and playing ping pong. You know what you need? I'll bring the beers. You need a. You need a I'll ping. Bring the you need a ping pong speakeasy or whatever we were talking about the other day. Remember that? Oh yeah, I, I love one of those. Like and a bar with right ping next pong door tables. is the scratch parlor. Yeah, that'd be a good two for one right Where there. You go. It's five minutes. 
There's nothing erotic about it, why can't, why, Deshaun Watson. Can you have longer scratch well, I, I sessions? I guess you could, but if you get a good scratch for five minutes, I don't know what else you need. Well, that's you. Maybe other people are like, I could go for 30 minutes. You never oh, know. Well. I'm saying I'd offer a bunch of different services for that, is, you know, for that amount of time. This, you never your know. Fa- your fantasy, this is a literal place where we get scratched yeah, yeah. until we go you yeah. heard of, oh. my wife my wife has to do this to me <laughs> once a day mm-hmm. i take it all off oh yeah and she scratches the hell out of me you take it all off well the top Just the shirt yeah and, and sometimes the cheeks need to be scratched and so st- i'll no you I'll, can't uh, it's your own cheeks yeah, your cheeks I, no for, i can but it's better when somebody else does it it's not the fact that I can't reach it, man. There's it's some, it's there, better. There are so many things in life that applies to that you you've nailed that right. That's, that's right. That's about, I can do it myself. I can do a lot of things myself. It's better it's if better someone else somebody does else it. Does that's it. exactly that's right. That's about as odd to me as Maddie Ice enjoying to be naked from the waist down and nothing else. Oh, I, I agree with the you on that. Tim. Scratch. I love a back scratch. Even the back of my arms to get those scratches. I that's want every orifice bliss. of my body scratched. <laughs> I don't know about it. again. The, orifice is Mr. a weird Howard's word. Of, <laughs> opus. No, it's an opus. Oh, You're a opus. dopus. What are you talking You're about? A dopus with that. <laughs> Is that another movie, Mr. Holland's Anus, that you that you've watched? <laughs> no, opus. I'm sure it's there's just, a I'm sure there's a porn somewhere that has a just name. Orchestra guys, calm down. It's one time at band camp. What's coming up on the Buckeye Show tonight? Coming up tonight, we'll have the full hour roadmap of what's going on with Saban and. His comments about Dion and then Jimbo and Jimbo's response and then Saban's response again today. We'll do a little throwback Thursday. Devere's going to be here for another couple hours and tomorrow as well. So we'll take a look back. Whatever plays we have from Devere Posey in the system, play-by-play bites from Paul Keels. We'll see what games we have. I think Penn State, 2010 and 11, and of course that Arkansas game as well. So we'll, we'll explore those and the college football pulse at 7. Buckeye Show, top of the hour right here on The Fan. Back page. The Back Page. The Back Page. With Common Man and T-Bone. Sponsored by Care Heating and Cooling. When you need a company you can trust, call 1-800-COOLING. Bone. Well, man, I'm reading this article from People Magazine on People.com. Headline, Carmen Electra says it feels really good to reclaim her image as she joins OnlyFans. Mm. She tells the magazine, quote, it was like a no-brainer. Now, they also outline in this article that Carmen Electra who was on Baywatch, and for those of you who aren't of a certain age, you may not have remembered. She was one of my tops. Carmen Electra was Top three, one of the sure. hottest people in the world at one time. Uh, but she, in recent years, has been winning a string of lawsuits against strip clubs because apparently her likeness has been used at a lot of strip clubs mm. without her permission. She found out about this. She has gone after them. They, She won. I guess she won some settlements, got them to take this stuff down. But she said that's that's part of what has now motivated her to just take control of her image, do whatever she wants with her pictures. So apparently her Instagram is fairly popular. People go there. But on Instagram, you can't show everything, I'm told. Never stopped me, but some people said they had a problem. Anyway, why, don't you, why don't you test that theory? <laughs> Try it <laughs> take out. Take a picture right now. <laughs> I'll see what happens. Right. She says now going on OnlyFans, she can show whatever she wants. So there you go. There's a time in my life where that would have really caused my head to explode. But mm. now, I, now it's nothing... <laughs> It's nothing that I'm going to be interested in, but good to know. Uh, Top Gun Maverick was shown at Cannes, the film festival. Apparently got a five-minute standing ovation for Tom Cruise and Val Kilmer. A standing ovation at a movie? Tom Cruise is like one of the weirdest guys on earth. Yes, he is. 
I mean, you can enjoy his movies and just acknowledge this guy is just a strange dude. Yes. At, but well, people are just lining up to pat him on the back everywhere he goes. Well, I love how, too, it's like, oh, thank God you made this. And it's like, you mean the movie that if they'd made it at any time in the last 20 years, it would have been a ridiculous hit and it's stupid they haven't made another one sooner? Yeah, I agree. This yeah. Is, like, they're giving him credit for a good idea that was like, well, I guess we'll do the obvious thing we should have done forever ago. So, great. At least at, at least we don't have 27 Top Gun movies. It just it feels incredibly awkward to me to be standing up and giving us an ovation at a movie. Yeah. they it's not always, a live performance. When you're at... What is like well, Tom over there and you just stand up, oh, bravo! You just look at him well, and look at Val. They're just right there. At, the whole theater is doing this. What a bunch of nerds. At the con. A bunch at, of idiots. At, you're not going to get a word in. Bone. <laughs> Sorry. I was sorry, just going to point out that at the Con Film Festival, yes, those people are actually in attendance. That's why they were doing that. But they always announce that they have given like certain numbers of ovations. I heard of one a few years ago where they said they gave an 11-minute standing ovation. I'm so who? I forget what movie it was, but it was some movie that ended up being really good. I just it's like a measuring stick at Con. It's like how long of an ovation did you get? And it's stupid. I don't like, hey, this is good. 30 seconds. That's more than enough. You don't need five minutes. That's ridiculous. I'm with you. Buckeye Show is coming up next. What's after the Buckeye Show tonight? NBA playoffs. What's after that? Oh, special golf edition, PJ Championship edition of Perverted. Oh, it's, Teddy's all about the hot. woods. He's all it's about the woods tonight. Tulsa. Cooch yeah. and the woods. <laughs> Sultry, sweaty in mm. Oklahoma mm -hmm. with the woods. Mm. Pioneer woman comes in to cook up some beef. <laughs> Pioneer woman. <laughs> Show you her special recipes. There you go. All right. See you tomorrow. Common Man and T-Bone on the fan. Fan traffic. From the Meister's Bar and Pizza Traffic Center. Good evening. Watch out for heavy delays on 71 southbound between 5th Avenue and I-70. Traffic is bumper to bumper in that area. You'll also find some stopping to traffic on 670 westbound between Leonard Avenue and 4th Street. Plan on some backups. This traffic report is sponsored by Staples Store. Staples has your workspace covered with furniture and organizational items curated by Staples Work from Home Style Squad. Now get 25% off storage and filing products, chair mats, decor, and lighting with the purchase of a desk or office chair. In store only, offer ends in the 28th. Staples, the working and learning store. I'm Leanna Ray with Van Traffic. The podcast is brought to you by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. I end every commercial the same way, telling you to hire care when you need a company you can trust. It's not just a slogan. It's the Care Creed with arms wide open. The way they live their life and the way they strive to be remembered by you, the customer, at the end of every interaction with Care. Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING or book an appointment online at careheatingandcooling.com when you need a company you can trust. A Lindsay Honda Studios. Honda makes the cars. Lindsay makes the difference. Visit lindsayhonda.com. WBNSFM, HD1 Columbus, the fan. Hey, Common Man here. I know what you're thinking. This guy again. But we have some special bonus stuff for you. Sponsored, of course, by our friends, Care Heating and Cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. One is angry. The other one is bald. What do you think I mean, bald? Bald, bald. Here's man and bone. I want to point something out. All right, I too would be bald if I don't if I didn't take these pills every single day. <laughs> I've been taking the Propecia pills or whatever the generic is called now. Yeah, for almost twenty years. It's called Amateur Pecia. <laughs> I had to think about it for a second. Good job. <laughs> and I'm so terrified that if I stop taking these pills. 
Like my hair will just fall out in one day. All of it. Yeah. Well, it's funny because we were watching last night. I had the NBA games on and uh, ESPN. I'm trying to remember who was alongside uh, Richard Jefferson. I wanted, Richard I Jefferson. Yes. Uh, maybe. I don't remember. It's one of the bald guys that does ESPN broadcast, whatever. And so Richard Jefferson is obviously shaved head. This guy also shaved head, you know, probably trying to forestall the inevitable. And Melissa's like, wow, man, everybody's just, you know, out here not embracing their baldness. And I'm like, you're, I, I too shave. Like, I don't let it grow long. I don't have like the, you know, coconut with a Hulu skirt on it. Should. Like, no, I'm not going to do you that. You need a different look. And you can't shave it all the way. No, you I can't be totally bald. You look like a clan member. Thanks. Thanks. You, you would. I, you would look like a total I mean, clan member if you were totally bald. I would think you look like a clan member if you show up with a hood on. Like, that makes you... Yeah, but don't you just stop What it am now. I supposed to do? I'm bald. Like, I just... You have that look to you. A fat white guy who's bald. No, Is there that are it? other white people who can pull it off. I'm just <laughs> saying that that's not something you could pull off. I don't think. No, I have, like, shaved it all the way down. It's too much maintenance. That's, I don't know if people realize that's a lot of shaving. That is, you got to do it every day. Yeah, oh yeah, to get the to get the cue ball look. Yeah, like I have the stubble going, and sometimes it gets a little longer. That shave it back down, but the the cue ball polished dome thing that's a whole nother level. Like of Stanley commitment. Tucci. Stanley Tucci is a white guy, but he can pull off the shaved head look without you looking at Stanley Tucci like, oh, he's going to burn a cross on somebody's lawn but you're you, saying i i think you're people saying get the wrong impression you would accuse me of it even though you know me and know i would never do right. something like that i that's, know i know i've known you the, for years that's bad but i would just yell well, racist at you and run away well, i'm glad i don't shave my head all the way down then is it okay where it is now because well, i just fine wanna, now okay good i yeah, just want to make sure like every other fat soccer yes, loving guy good. Right I, now. Don't, <laughs> I don't want to give off any vibes that are not accurate so good all right a special thank you for consuming all the stupidity we can safely shove down your gullet. Come back for more podcasts. And again, the podcast is sponsored by our friends because they pay us. Care, heating, and cooling. Call 1-800-COOLING when you need a company you can trust. Stop listening now. The podcast is over. Turn it off. Go do something. 